I have Excel things that we can talk about, and maybe we will. Maybe okay. at the end of this session, people okay. look back and uh, say, boy, that is all they did do. <clears throat> but I am itching to turn to, I, I mean, I was about to say the firm's name, but I'm sure you don't want oh. me to do that. Oh, dude, you're, you're uh, gotcha journalism. journalism. I mean, I'm not trying to. Journalism. I don't know how to make it into a verb, dude. This is gotcha journalism. No. Gotcha podcasting. Uh, well, it depends yeah. on where you want to go, dude. Uh, I was about to say I'm an open book, but I'm not, dude. I'm very, I'm a I mean, you won't let me say book, the, the, uh, the name of the firm. Definitely not, dude. I think it's good to just keep it mysterious. I just say my first employer and my second employer. I've only had two, yeah. like as an adult. You yeah. Know? My first one what was about a big the summer firm. camp. Yeah, like those don't count. I'm not counting know, those. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'll, count I'll my dude. summer is the black eyed peas, a big factor in. Well, dude. Anything. Hold on. What are you referring to? I worked at the chain restaurant, the Black Eyed Pea, as a waiter for one summer. Because the summer I was a camp counselor was the summer the Black Eyed Peas were popping hard, hard, or Uh a a summer when they were. Uh Because I remember like in a completely different- I'm glad we seem to have cycled through. Well, I think Will I Am is still popping. Fergie's still up to something. I definitely remember- I'm sure they'll make music, but I don't feel like I'm going to have to- I don't. I feel like it'll be my choice whether or not I have to hear it. I think you'll like surprise yourself if you pulled up Will I Am production discography. You probably like songs that are produced by Will I Am that you didn't know. I mean, I would not say Will he's without talent. He is talented. I think. I think Fergie is too. The other two, I, I'm not completely sorry. I, just, I don't know what they even did. I had enough. I remember Taboo, the guy with very long hair, mm-hmm. like around a 2013 Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he wrote a book that coincided, I think, with one of their performances. That's why I remember his name. I think I it's Taboo. Uh, yeah, their Super Bowl was here. I always kind of bummed oh, out by it was. that. Okay, all right. I feel like Dallas deserved better. I mean, I don't know. So the only song I know is what I was about to say. I was at the camp, and I remember being like, "Yo." Even we can't play this. I was like, I know it's 2005, but you you have to change this to let's get it started. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah, was yeah. like, what are they doing, dude? Yeah. Like, uh, that was questionable before I went to Excel. <laughs> like, I mean, that was also the summer. I think actually, full disclosure though, when I I've said it since, I don't think it's a nice thing. Once you know it hurts people's feelings, you should. It better be pretty important if you're like, I don't care about that. Especially when it's people that you're referring to with, with the R slur. Obviously, everything you're saying is correct. <coughs> uh, it is, I mean, I, I would assume, it appears like this is everyone's experience that anytime, not everyone, but clearly there's a lot, of, there's a, a large mass of people who, if you tell them you cannot talk the way that they talked as like a, a teenager, right? Uh, they don't like it, right? And that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes. Both I get ways. it. Of I course, it. I understand what yeah, you're saying, yeah. and like I do all kinds of things in the course of my language to try and be welcoming towards other people. Yeah, and I think that that is worthwhile work. Yeah, yeah. But I don't definitely. like that I can't say all the words that I, people called me on the fucking school bus. I think it, there's like a a lot of levels to it. I I fully agree, or I know what you're talking about because it's stressful to have to think about a new way of communicating. Communicating is hard. We've both talked ad nauseum about how important it is to be understood. 
But part of that is like, you're never going to be understood if the word that you use sets off your interlocutor into like their own fight or flight reaction, which can happen. Yeah. And I, I'm not insensitive to that. But then it's like, I mean, I've been called the R word, but it's not sensitive to me like that. Uh, but I do want to talk about- The thing that's frustrating about, to me is that those words did have specific meanings. Like, in, and I, by that, I don't mean like the literal dictionary definition of the slur. Right. I mean, like within the, you know, like within the understood language of the people riding school bus 55, like right, that, right, that right, word right, right. served a specific purpose. Any of those words that we're not allowed to say served right. a specific purpose. Right. And like- I, The did, language evolved. I do not find other words that I feel serve it better. I've not yeah, found replacements that, struggle, I, dude. that I like better. Um, and to be honest, uh, you know, the way that other races have used uh, racial slurs to carve out clear meanings that do not have analogs in non-racial slur words is frustrating to me. I feel like English, I'm, I'm, this is Wait, a new crusade mean? I'm taking up. You know, I'm not going to explain it better than that, Alex. I uh, had to try. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, I don't actually fully follow, but I'm, I don't mean to press you on a sensitive subject. Uh, I mean, you know, it's probably not advisable for me to say what I said, so I'm not going to say it in greater detail. Okay. Um, but, uh, well, you know, I'm an Italian protected class dude, according to Apple Incorporated. We've, I know you and I have talked about this. Have we talked about it on the podcast? No, but uh, give me two seconds and let's get to it. Yeah, I'm just saying tread lightly, um, dude. Tread if you're going to talk about it. No, but it's my, it's my opinion. I, I'm, I'm stu- <laughs> this is a soapbox I'm beginning right now to climb onto. It's been a I'm couple weeks so now. I'm so glad to be here for um, it. That, uh, I mean, I've, I've brought it up on IJB a little bit. I, I don't feel like we have enough words. I feel like English is clearly an underworded language. That's a bizarre notion. I think. Uh, I think we have more than most languages because we have we can fully incorporate like well, German this. and Latin. Right? Here's the, but no, but, but here, here you go. Uh, surely we have like many, many, many more words than like the ancient Greeks. But the you word so. to concept ratio has gotten out of whack over time. Yeah, uh, we have to deal with more concepts than the ancient Greeks did. Our that's lives that's are more complex. Is for, the number of fucking uh, things, you know, that, that like, uh, you know, undergrid our everyday existence is so much more vast. Yeah, dude, we're still confused about what and color sim- they thought the ocean was because they like <laughs> didn't have enough words. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, but I think that they had a lot of like... I'm just saying, like, instances where, you know, the uh, Eskimos having 100 words for snow, or, right, like right. that kind of I've stuff. Heard of that concept. Like, we don't have uh, enough, like, you know, there's just a lot of words where we, I mean, the yeah. most prominent one that comes up in everyday conversation is the word racist. Uh, the word racist. We take, we have a lot of behaviors that we apply the word racist to, and oh, then we universally, like the we people types of racism. Obviously, I yeah. mean, we just need I a think whole. We have them. Cat- well, I don't think that we There's do. There's like implicit bias. But there's but no, like, dude. Whatever you say to someone, because it is constantly hurled. You're a racist. You're being a racist. On, That's racist for, shit. This is online only. You, I've lived my entire life never being called. Why are you forcing me to make it? This is (laughs) ableist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. I'm just saying, like, you can live your life free of these accusations. I don't Uh, have to deal with the accusations. Although, do you ever get them online? I once got a, a random girl. Like this is like three Twitter accounts ago, so it's not like associated with uh-huh. me now. But it, I like said a random thing, like a, 
like randomly. Like it had Can you no, say what it was? No, because I can't remember, but okay. it wasn't offensive. Yeah. And it didn't relate to race, but I think I may have revealed my identity. Uh, not as an Italian American, obviously, or I assume I would have gotten some sympathy. Obviously. Uh, thank you. Uh, but just like she intuited that I was like, you know, base, uh, you know, a white guy and just like w- immediately flipped and was just like, Oh, should have figured, you know, you would be throwing all this racist ass shit and like, but went off for like eight tweets. So I think it was like a person How who was weird. not well, probably. So, you know, it was good exposure therapy for me because I was so far, I'm sure I was, you know, my implicit biases as always were governing parts of even my response, maybe the way I'm telling the story now. But it was really like a story of, it might as well have been about like the Mavericks or something like that, yeah. not National Anthem Division. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that. Anyway. At a first mundane it, it, basketball story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps an opinion about their trade for J.J. Redick. Yeah, something, but even then it's like him being a white dude playing basketball. It's like that's too yeah, inflected yeah, 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 right. for how far away this was. Yeah. This is like, do you prefer hydrangeas or daffodils or something? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it wasn't that, but you know what I mean? Uh, but it was still jarring at first to be like, this lady thinks I'm racist? Like, I felt... Uh, in my no, heart. I, like, I don't want to uh, delve into them at all. You know, uh, mother always told me I already did this, but I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, I often think of the line, my mother always told me don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. Yeah. So I will not argue with them, but yeah. I will I will say that the people have like uh, accused me of, of racism. Yeah, and yeah. I found it unpleasant and ungrounded. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do certainly acknowledge that uh, the human brain has some tribal tendencies. Of course. And uh, I, I have found comfort. Uh, you know, I feel like all of us, and I, I, I see this behavior in a lot of people like that. Clearly, uh, the like well protected groups we all know like not to do and like with good reason right um, which is why I have always enjoyed it, Italians presence in the world <laughs> I feel like I am allowed to say things about Italians for the most part that I would not be able to otherwise say and you know it serves me well yeah I do feel I wonder if like I was gonna say it's basically like Batman at the end of the Dark Knight just being like we'll do it we can take it dude you know what I mean <laughs> But I wonder yeah, if it's piled on me. Exactly. No, dude. yeah, no, just uh, like living a month. By the, the end world. of living four months, you know, like pressed up close against them. Yeah. I wouldn't wish that on I was anyone. Done. Dude. Yeah. I was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair, dude. Uh, I lived in Italy for four months. That's what I'm saying. No, I I, sure. yeah, yeah. I know you know that. You talked about that on Potter. I, I mean, thought. I think we mentioned it, but you know, I think just you should the, talk about it as much as you want. The fact it. that you said something for two seconds, you know, ten episodes ago, you shouldn't have an automatic assumption that that's locked into everyone. You know, I'm with you, dude. Yeah, definitely, dude. You should talk. Let's let's talk about it more. No, I want to talk about you getting fired from the law firm. I, I'm, I'm not prepared for it, dude. Okay, but, well then we don't have to. Well, I see. It's tough, dude. You know, I I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't have to tell the whole thing right now. You can, uh, you know, lay out a little well, bit. I will say, dude, it's or unclear. Or you don't have to talk about it at all. I have no, other Excel I, topics we can I, get no, to. I can, I can say something. I will say this, dude. Now I have to say, and this is part of the reason why I try. First of all, I do, I'm, I'm starting sentences over. I, I'm not, I'm interrupting myself. I think because my ideas are still kind of disjointed. 
uh, I have a lot of beta elements floating around, and I have to convert them to alpha elements, or the other way around. I can't remember. I don't know what that means. That's in the metaphor in the ADHD book that I keep talking about. He basically is like, if you're on this the ADHD you know list of these traits, basically like you're everyone's inundated with stimuli, but like it's too much for you at times. And that's why you resort to like hyper focus combined with inattention to like everything else, which is really difficult to manage your life that way, blah, blah, blah. But he's basically like, you need time. I, I always get it confused because I'm like, dude, the when they're not processed, they should be beta, dude. You should be turning them into alphas. So you could be like an alpha. I mean, that's your toxic masculinity. I agree. Speaking, yeah, yeah. You, know? I'm like, you obviously like, need to tame that. I will flip it in my own. Shadow personal. work is required. I fully. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I just hear you say I'm, it a lot. It is, dude, for me because I am an alpha, dude. So obviously, my shadow is a little bit beta. So, but I don't want to sign on to a system where I'm like I have to beta ties my life, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe uh, just make up a different word. You get hung yeah, up on yeah, these words, yeah. dude. I do, dude. Well, they, words they, are not important. Concepts are important. I agree, and that's why. But that's why I'm saying I'll get Lucy with it. But definitely, I'm saying my my job stuff is still whatever. It's unprocessed because uh, I started like writing it out, and I I had like a little outline, but then I was like, I mean, there's so much of it is about like vibes and nuance, like you know, like. But what's a better like you like takes time to like build it up you know so i almost feel like it's in some ways like an anecdote at a time puts together a piece versus like here's the first thing that happened because it's like not always yeah i agree that's why i'm kind of saying like let's start the anecdotes (laughs) which but i'm just saying i'm not insisting on it because the first thing that happened was evade the apple you know what i mean like it's like you can trace back so many potential causes here Mm -hmm. Uh, but then it's like, also, I don't want to insult people. It's such an insult to be like, and in some ways, I think I chose that place because I needed to revisit the trauma of Excel. You know, it's like, I've just offended a lot of people if I were to say that, but in some ways I do think, how could that not be true with these two large events and decisions in my life? But then it gets like, you know, do I really, as much as I would, it would be satisfying to, you know, say some things that I could, I have to be smart about it. And that is the thing I have to say. So even saying I got fired is like a little bit, I have to say that it's my opinion, dude, at least, and not my, it's not my professional opinion because no one has paid me for the opinion, but as someone who used to accept payment for giving expert advice regarding these kinds of disputes, I definitely, in my opinion, was fired. But I believe the verb or the phrase that was used, like Miss Nancy would have a fun time diagramming the sentence that ended my relationship with my last employer. Uh, Because I think the person who delivered the message told me I wasn't there. So this is just what somebody said. It could it definitely could be true Uh, that the message bearer was not at the meeting of decision makers uh, who decided to end the relationship. I think, and then there's like a bracket between you and the firm. You know, that's the relationship that was being discussed. But I don't even know if the prepositional phrase like got in there. I don't so understand what you're saying. It was like, not like you're fired. It was like, 
hey, we've talked or they've talked and they want me to let you know that in light of everything that's going on, we're going to go ahead and end the relationship. So you would think, okay, I just got fired, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, but then I would. I do. Weird, yeah, weird <laughs> uh, ending. That, that, yeah. yeah, it's a unilaterally communicated decision, yeah. not a negotiation, not even really. I mean, the timetable became I mean, it's an issue. It's communicating a decision that is, has been made. Right, and I used to advise businesses on that, and I had a one-page form where I would give, if you could sense, like being what I call like an HR lawyer, a lot of it is being like a super HR person. Like when the HR people need like a little bit of a booster. So, and a lot of times you're like the voice of God as far as they're concerned because you're telling them what the law is and they like live in fear of it and they never know what it is because it's, it is very ambiguous. So a lot of times you can even tell them it's ambiguous, but tell them what to do. And then they feel good because it's basically like, well, the priest told me, dude, I just need to say the 10 Hail Marys and then I'll just plow the field tomorrow. I've tried to it. incorporate that in like, that's, that's a concept that I have uh, in my life been butting up against where like, I understand the like range of grays here, yeah. but I think that this person will like, A, enjoy, like have a better time and B, like, it'll work out for me if I'm yeah. just like. The absolute truth is this. Yeah. Like just giving them something clear they can work well, with. Well, but you see in employment law, you can't tell them that because. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. But like. Like you'll, you'll look like an idiot. You'll working be wrong within the much. constraints. Uh, yeah. Well, that's no, I don't say to, stuff that's like wrong. You, but I just, you have to like, no, I agree. It's like you have to, in the, in that scenario, or if you're like, man, do you want a 20 minute a symposium on the various considerations, or do you no, want me to tell a you lot my of times opinion? You're actually being bad at your job if you give them the 20 minutes. That's what I'm saying. You're making them feel less certain. Yeah. So a lot of times, what I would do is just be like, look, I would say basically what you said. I'd be like, look, I could happily talk to you for the next two hours about this. I've thought about it for two hours. Um, and I'm going to bill you for that, but let's just talk for 10 minutes and then tell me what questions you have. You know what I mean? That's what people want yeah. almost all of the time. There's some really bright clients. A lot of times who were lawyers who went into, you know, in-house and in companies who will be like, no, 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 no. What regulation are you talking about? And you hear them like typing, like they're Googling it and they're going to read it with you. And what about you? I am prepared for those discussions. So I find those to be like more rewarding. Uh, but most like HR people, they don't care that it's ambiguous and they don't care even if you send them an email kind of covering yourself saying, as we discussed, it is ambiguous. As long as you say in light of that, here is what I would do. Or yeah. what I would recommend that you consider these in order of administrative feasibility or whatever the fuck. As long as they know, even if it goes wrong, I can point to my boss and say, the lawyer told me to. Even if then the lawyer gets to say, I didn't really tell you to, I said it's ambiguous and you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like no one ever has to take responsibility if the group plans it out the right way. It's like in, nobody starts a meeting being like, how do we avoid responsibility? It's just everyone follows their individual incentives, which is never going to be like, I want more responsibility for a decision that could go south and people are mad about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting to like think all this through and like, Older lawyers and HR people kind of helped me realize th these are much more like nuanced things than just what the law is, and that it like that makes you better at your job. But the only reason I bring that up is to say 
I eventually had a one page memo where I would just take 10 minutes to change whatever facts, you know, demanded. But it was basically like the top 10 things you should do if you're about to fire somebody. And the first one, maybe the second, but very early, uh, is like never forget you are communicating a decision that has already been made. You are not negotiating and you really don't even have to explain yourself. Like you hear it, but, but then as like a lawyer, which frankly, your job is to help the company avoid liability. Uh, I would say you should give an explanation because you're going to look like a liar if you don't. And they're, they're no, if you have no reason, people are going to assume no one's ever going to be like, is probably because I wasn't that good at my job and I suck and they made a mistake by hiring me and it's about time they fixed it. I knew this had to happen. I guess I'll find a, a job I'm better suited for. It. You know, some I mean? people probably have that. Yeah, no, it's I'm rare. sure, dude. It's yeah. rare, but uh, but most people are like, yeah, dude, it's because I'm old, or like, you know, it's because I'm a fucking dude, or I'm saying the things that apply to me because I don't want to, you know, cast aspersions on categories I'm not in. Not even but, forty. I know, but I'm getting there, dude. You know, I turned thirty-eight for real. All jokes aside, this summer. You will turn thirty-eight. Yeah, dude. So you're not even thirty-eight now. I'm and I'm supposed to be taking this seriously. You dude, got two full years you're before you're even on the edge of like <laughs> middle age. Dude, I was, you know, I'm reading Girl Dra- or Millennium Trilogy, yeah. the Girl of Dragon Tattoo. So I'm almost done. I was, I'm in the third book now. And uh, there's a character, a woman, who I think he's like describing her as like being hot. But she's like thinking to herself about how she looks. And she's like, well, and now at 30 plus, and then she's like, wait, actually, probably more accurate to describe it as 40 minus, you know? And I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never thought of it that way. Whatever, I was like, I'm definitely closer to 40 than 30. Like, ridiculously close. You know, uh, some people seem to have fun in their 40s. It's not that big a I'm deal. I'm hoping to. I mean, I'm having fun now. Yeah. I'm having more fun than I was 10 years ago. Can you try I mean. to talk directly and then, oh, like, bad. just move it yeah, a little yeah. bit so that it's more angled towards you? Thank you. Sorry. So, I mean, is it is, is it bad before? Probably not. Not that big a deal. It can always be better. But yeah, that I bet that's considerably better. Thank you. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, just as far as, like, uh, you know, my, uh, like... There's a million reasons I want to tell or, you know, hear the story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you participate, like, this is your deal and it's a story you want to tell. You know, it's like that, that's that's the first one. I don't need anything past that. But, like, uh, I, as far, like, I, I think that it's important because, you know, as you've told it to me, like the bits and pieces that I've heard, um, it definitely has parallels to the Excel experience. And I think for us to kind of have a complete project here, it's like, here's everything that happened. We've yeah. done you know, a good job and we'll continue to do a job of laying that out. Uh, but then it's like, okay. Right. And, and what did that, you know, like, what's the end of the movie? Sure. So and, no, that makes sense, dude. Yeah. And so to be like, here's all these things that happened to me, they created in me responses Right. That then manifested itself this way. I think yeah. that that's a complete tale in a way that just being like, hey, we went to this drug school wouldn't really be. Oh, no, I fully agree, dude. I like it, dude. I, I agree that that's, it's the same story, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a lot of it, you know, it's just delicate to tell because uh, it's, a, it's the same thing we've said throughout 
this podcast about people that went to Excel. It, it doesn't just involve me. And uh, it presents a potential for a situation where people who, even the people who I consider to have harmed me and to have, in my opinion, potentially should consider the possibility that they were not their best selves when, they, when this whole process was going on, that they weren't really doing themselves proud. Uh, and that was true of my own conduct uh, in other regards. And that's what, I mean, we joked earlier, there were many reasons to want to end the relationship, so to speak. My, so one of the issues is like, dude, I really should have brought in my old reviews. I can still do that at some point. But I would like, like to. Yeah, but before and, you move on entirely from that, I want to respond to the thing you just said real quick. Okay, yeah. I'm uh, not sure I tied the knot on what I just was about to say, so okay. it's good that we're getting back to it, because it felt important. I want to hear what you were saying. But just the uh, uh, same thing that you've said in similar, you know, just to repeat your points back to you, like, uh, you know, the you telling stories about that do involve other people, I feel confident right. that those stories have been told about you without you there. Fully agree, dude. Yeah. Lies have been told about me. I will say that, dude, because I know that. Yeah. Because I had to fucking be in an elevator with somebody who I respect and who I don't ever want. I'm like, I don't know if I'm as autistic as you are because I had to live in nuanced spaces a lot, like about saying things that are not, I don't want to say I'm comfortable telling lies, dude. I'm not. That's my exact point. But I feel like you really bend over backwards to correct any possible misperception always, where sometimes I'd see... Yeah, it's like, my nature. Yeah, I, I, I know that I have that about me, but I also have gotten to points where with certain people, I'm very comfortable letting them labor under what appeared to me to be misapprehensions. Like, with it's fine. I unless, never even make a calculation of whether or not I like the misapprehension. It's just... Ooh, that's a misapprehension. We got to clean that up. Yeah, I I know that impulse. I'm now because it's I've like sometimes annoyed people with it, and other times like I've re re regretted the energy expenditure at convincing someone they're wrong. And like the third point, this is uh, Dale Carnegie, is like even when you win, you lose. Like, yeah, in yeah, some yeah. ways. But that's not to say I don't get it, because I do get it. Dude. That's why I've had to like remember all these helpful sayings. Uh, but my point is, I ran into a guy that was like, yeah, I heard you decided to you know, resign and be a consultant, basically. And I, because of the nature of my relationship with him and his relationship with the people from whom he heard that, I did not correct him. And that was when I decided I have to tell my version of my story. Because I'm now in a position where because of the bullshit story, I have to like live in a world where I may get blindsided by, again, mutual acquaintances where because they've told their story first and it's so far from the truth that I don't feel truthful even being silent when someone just says, I heard you wanted to resign to be a consultant. I'm like, you would definitely, if we, you know, in litigation, sometimes you have to agree on facts. The judge will be like, Give me numbered paragraphs of every fact you agree on and then everyone you disagree on so I know what to actually pay attention to. That's useful. It's so useful, Yeah, that's dude. good. It's really, as someone like, I think we have similar frustrations, I think, in arguments with regular people. I think you would really enjoy the, the orderly procession of arguing in court 
where it's like, what are the disputed facts? What are the too. undisputed facts? Yeah, I think you really what? I mean, like, <laughs> it really bothers me that we do, like I the fact that regular humans walk around being like, this isn't court. I'm like. But if you approach it with yeah, the seriousness yeah. it doesn't of mean we that, can't approach it like it, it would, is. <laughs> it, it, it would be beneficial to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I did it, and it's how I think too. So that's why it's hard for me to be fully hyperbolic about this and just be like, the people who fired me did it because they're the spawn of Satan. I am an innocent, angelic victim that has never done anything wrong, and I should probably start a GoFundMe because, like, I was done that dirty. It's that obvious. This is like, no, this is a bunch of asshole, like, corporate management lawyers who, like, the Vipers, like, turned on themselves, basically. And I'm comfortable with that. Uh, but I still feel like if that's true, I'm still a Viper. So don't expect me, like, not to fucking talk about it on my podcast. Uh, but there are people involved whose feelings could get hurt or, like, who could end up being embarrassed about some of the conduct that I didn't agree with that didn't have anything to do with the decision makers. And so, again, it's just because this is the book I'm reading. I cannot emphasize enough, with the example I'm about to use, it's just because it's a book I'm reading. Uh, the reason I got fired has zero resemblance to the girl with dragon tattoo, except, you know, I do consider myself kind of a, a Lisbeth Salander uh, mentally, you know what I mean? Uh, okay. Uh, but with like a Daniel Craig kind of vibe, I think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. uh, but like... Uh, Stay humble. Yeah, definitely. But I'm mostly joking except to say there was, I'm not saying that anyone committed like a sexual assault or anything like that. I feel like in the era of Me Too, you have to say that when you were comparing your termination to like <laughs> the central sexual assault in The Girl with Dragon Tattoo. But that's the book I happen to be reading. But I cannot <laughs> overemphasize it enough. I, to my knowledge, nobody, I don't want to say that, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it just has very little to do with it. But it's now been 10 years. I'm comfortable spoiling the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, the main character, Lisbeth, the girl with the fucking dragon tattoo, the titular character, mm -hmm. uh, is sexually assaulted mm -hmm. in the first book. Yes. Uh, and it becomes like a plot point. Um, and then in the later books, the, the fact that she was assaulted is potentially exculpatory in, you know, the controversies that have continued to surround her as the plot develops. So Daniel Craig knows that he knows all this, but he can't get in touch with her to get her permission to be, be like, y'all, the reason none of this makes sense is because this dude, the reason like... Yeah. You know, full spoiler alert, the guy who raped her does end up getting killed. You know, uh, again, I'm so sorry, but you had decades to read this book. I'm okay uh, no, I know you are. I mean, more any listener. I do respect spoiler. My I, dad I'm read sorry. them. I think they're great, dude. I am loving them. I'm inclined um, to say they're probably good. I want to watch the like full trilogy. Cause the I Swedish think, ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I read He the, did. did. What do you think? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. He he had an opinion. Uh, it was it was kind of strong, but I I love no recollection. The first movie is one of my faves, like all time. The I, Swedish one or the, the Fincher? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I I think it's very so good. So fucking good, dude. And I really walking out of the theater uh, felt like an agreement had been made that they were going to give me all three. Oh, if you watch the special features, they're proceeding as if like they so are. fucked up. Yeah. 
It Terrible. is definitely fucked up. Terrible. They moved a few things from the the second book into the movie. I like reading it. I was like, oh, I moved that up. Yeah, I remember my dad saying that at the time. The dude, the guy who wrote the script is the dog, dude. I like, I, I don't. I think it's pronounced Zalen, Steve Zalen. Uh, he's like, uh, he writes like I only knew who he was within like the last year, mm-hmm. but. He wrote The Irishman, like The Girl Dragon Tattoo, and The Departed. So he's like okay. the king of the adapted okay. screenplay, dude. Because uh, I was. Oh, yeah. I, I, can't, I always forget that The Departed is. Uh, it's like a Hong, yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he does take liberties. Like, you ever watch that? Yeah, for sure. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. It's tight, dude. I'd like to go watch it. Uh, I have it on Blu ray. The uh, Hong Kong one? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's All good. All right. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. There's like some, definitely. Uh, it's like 90 minutes, and it's like way more like Hong Kong, you know, stuff. But the some scenes are like directly lifted. But, you know, obviously. I mean, I love like, that fucking movie. Yeah, it's so good, dude. Yeah. But that's Zaylin, dude. That's what I'm saying. He's it's a frustrating the man, experience. Dude. The the show that I worked on, the radio show, would regularly reference it as uh, like, clearly Scorsese's not what he used to be. That was that's always so, so funny, frustrating dude. with me. God, that's funny, man. Like, and it, it, the guy doing it most of the time is like a uh, uniquely obsessed with Goodfellas kind of person. Like, interesting. Like he, I mean, just you know, uh, I think that most people. I don't think yours is Starsky and Hutch, but you were talking about Starsky and Hutch in a similar situation I love Starsky earlier. And Hutch. Um, just like uh, the friend that or the movie that your friends like tend to put on when you're having good sure. times when you're in your twenties. Is Goodfellas for this dude? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Starsky and Hutch, none of my friend group. I mean, I'm talking about Dan. You've met him. I'm talking about Dan. Oh, Ticket Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, wait, hold on. What movie He watched Goodfellas, Goodfellas. Okay, over okay, and over okay, okay, okay. as a 20-year-old, you know, in, yeah, his, in his 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, up. it shaped him into up. being a cool guy. He's a very cool guy. For sure, dude. Yeah, However, yeah, yeah. it has blinded him to the relative quality between Goodfellas and The Departed. Yeah, dude, I would say don't let us, that's nostalgia-tinted glasses to me. The and, Departed is not only not a step back, it is clearly a much better movie. I agree, dude. Yeah, yeah I do. I like Goodfellas a lot. I have my own nostalgia for I it. I do, too. Yeah, as a, an adolescent in New Jersey, it, it was, uh, I went through multiple video cassettes. Because like, uh, <laughs> video, you know, they don't yeah. last as long. Uh, Your parents were letting you watch that? When I got older... That's funny. I was talking to somebody about this like yesterday. It was revolutionary, dude. So for a while, it was lockdown. Like I couldn't watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I would watch stuff at, like sleepovers, and you know, I, I was very always interested in movies. So sure. I would like dig it out. We would go on vacation. The channels that weren't blocked at home would be on, and I would just be like sneaking out at night to like I wanted to watch Kids so bad. I remember like when that came out. Yeah, but I still haven't seen it. Uh, I feel you like know, maybe I miss my. Uh, it's an experience. I'm sure. I mean, I know about it. I had like heard about it a ton, like, but never, never people like explaining the plot. Like, I had no idea what it was about. I really? just would hear about, you know, like that guy from Kids, like people saying stuff like that all the time. Interesting. Uh, and then it was it was a party, like it was it was a party whenever I was in my young twenties, and it was like. Kind of a party, but everyone, like, a person's parents were out. And so, like, it was somewhat understood that, like, we're all going to go here. Uh-huh. We're going to drink for a while. Uh-huh. Probably going to pass out. Uh-huh. Like, don't ask me for anything until, don't, like, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Don't do any kids stuff. No, no, no. Okay, I okay. mean, 
I, very limited number of females there. Okay. Um, nice. But, uh, and so like roundabouts the time that the other people were passing out, like one person was like, let's put on kids. Oh, and shit. did. And uh, then like they passed out. I think I was like the only one awake in the house. You just stayed up watching kids? But I was like, this is engrossing. Wow. What, what happens next? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, which I don't know. It was, a, it was a fun way to watch it. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's a sordid tale, dude. I'm not going to turn it off. No, that would be wrong. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Dude. I'd like to watch it again. It was. It's hard to find. Is no. it? I, yeah. I mean, I was starting to say that, but like, of course it is. It's not streaming anywhere. And I, that last time I looked, last time I like thought about this. Yeah. Uh, but, and then I think the DVD, like there's no Blu-ray and the DVDs are hard to find, but I bet Dallas. Public, they're hard to find? To buy. But okay. I bet Dallas Public Library has it. Dallas Public Library has a surprising number of films. I didn't know that. Definitely. I just know about the original copy of the Declaration of Independence. I think they only have one of those. They do only have one of those. Yeah. They won't let you check it out, but they will let you see it. How sick would it be if you could check that out? It'd be pretty sick. any citizen of Dallas could just have two weeks. With I mean, I have a library <laughs> card. Does that, does that not it's entitle like, me to it, certain things? You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be, you just vibe out with the Declaration, like get your Nicolas Cage on. You ever gone to see it? And not in Dallas. I've seen one in Washington D.C. I guess. Yeah, I didn't, dude. I learned from you about the one from Dallas. They are not making a big fuss about having this. It's like, confusing to me. I mean, on the one hand, like, what are you gonna do, dude? You should have it as a thing. People can come see. Although, I mean, I they think do. it is lame. Like, it is like so, it's extremely easy. Like, you, you walk into a building in the middle of downtown. Like, take an elevator ride to the seventh floor. I'm talking about the Dallas Central Public Library. Yeah. And, like, step off the elevator, and it's there. They're not hiding it. Like, they're not trying to make it so I've you can I've been to that library. Yeah, I'm I sure you have. I overlooked the, the Declaration of Independence. They got a Shakespeare thing, but I don't know. I care less. Yeah, I'd see, I, maybe I wasn't looking for that. I think I was just seeing what... I used to, like, go see what a, the city's library was about. You yeah. Know? I bet that's uh, good in most cities. I had more time on my hands. I've seen the uh, the uh, top of the Chicago Public Library has a thing called the Winter Garden. That's cool. That uh, yeah, it's tight. Uh, but I I've, I've tried to go and the they will have private events there like fairly frequently I think. All right. And so it was like a like we could kind of like walk around it, huh. but it was shut down. I, the phrase Winter Garden is very evocative to I mean, me. It's tight, right? Yeah, well, dude, the the theater in the 80s and early 90s in the tri-state area, you could not watch TV without getting hit with a commercial to go see Cats on Broadway. Okay. Uh, and it was in the Winter Garden Theater. Okay. Uh, and so the definitely, I remember, like, it's such a, you know, it's, why is the garden in winter, dude? What's I know. going on? I think it actually means you're growing, like, fucking roots and shit. Because uh -huh. uh, at Excel, of all places, you know, where we would dig holes in the garden. One, when I first got there, a staff member, I don't think you knew her, Neva. No, I did uh, not. I mean, I know who she is. But she yeah. wanted us to start a winter garden. And I remember also being like, that's a real thing? I thought that was just from the Cats <laughs> Theater. Yeah. But then she was like, yeah, like growing fucking roots and shit. And now I'm here in the Chicago one. So now I have a lot of questions like, is it like a horticultural theme? Is there like foliage? Is it like an arboretum? Because I would think in Chicago it would need to be like pretty wind. Like it's a hardy, hardy 
like plant life. I mean, I I did not. That. So I could have possibly misinterpreted. I'd say at this point, likely misinterpreted because I did not have the context that you're now providing. Mm. But whenever I came to it, I thought that because it's like a somewhat, it's like an indoor outdoor space. I'm trying to recall it. I'm pretty sure it's just like uh, it's the top of the library. Uh, you you know the library in Chicago? It's got no, the lines. Yeah, I've only been to Chicago once. Or no, it does not have the lines. It's the sorry. The lines is New York, right? Yeah, the lines in New York. In Chicago, there are lines in front of the uh, the art museum. Yeah, but that that's kind of them kind of getting their own declaration of independence a little bit. Mm, I don't know. You know? Better lines. <laughs> like I mean, are they uh, better than the New York Library one? I don't know. It's in front no, of the Chicago Art Museum. Is that what you said? Yeah, the, Fer- the lines. Ferris are. Bueller is. They go there. Yeah pretty iconic um but the, i don't know if you saw it you might know it there's like a big green thing on top the chicago public library okay. it's uh it's tight i'm trying to picture um i mean i'll yeah not important yeah you know I'm, it's an mouth. audio medium okay um wow but uh i figured that because it's don't tell that to our 30 youtube videos it's a uh, it's a space that like uh you could be enjoying the direct sunlight while still having it heated. Nice. So I thought that's kind of what they're going for is okay. like, it is like a, a place in winter. You can still enjoy a garden like atmosphere. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense, dude. Like almost like a greenhouse. Yeah. Effect. Okay. That's yeah. I mean, up. it kind of is like a greenhouse on top of the public <coughs> library. That's cool, man. That sounds cool. I cool. believe everybody who says there's cool stuff in Chicago for sure. I just never. There's a ton of it, dude. I believe you, dude. Filming I, locations from High Fidelity. Yeah, all the yeah, okay. Not the TV show on Hulu, the new one that's set in Brooklyn, I think. Right. I mean, I you know I haven't had a chance to watch it, and I guess I'd be really surprised if I connected with it to the degree to which I connected with the. I wouldn't John waste Cusack your time, dude. Film. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't waste your time. I don't think you will, and I think they canceled it mm, already. Okay. Well, yeah, kind of makes the decision for me. Yeah, I wanted to work in a record store so bad when I was a kid. Absolutely, but I'm gonna take. I I think this isn't exactly where how you feel about the subject. Reading the book High Fidelity made me feel good that I never had worked in a record store. I mean, I wanted to do it because I read the book. Yeah, I read it like in college, like after Excel, and I was like, this sounds kind of. I'd rather do something else at this point. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I had a, it was a real failure of imagination, you know, like there are like much more so fulfilling cool. jobs. It, I mean, as a teenager, you get a lot of clout, I think. And, and it's just like, so much, like, is it better than going to school? Of course. Night and day yeah, better yeah, than yeah, going yeah. to school. Well, there so were, like, sounds pretty dope. There were like really cool seniors who worked at it's still there it's awesome dude if we ever you know go up to new jersey for whatever reason dude i feel like we, we have should. to stop there uh but the store called princeton record exchange mm-hmm. which fucking is still sick but was you know super sick back then the coolest like seniors a lot of whom had like been kicked out and went to the alternative high school that i wanted to go to worked there like at least part-time yeah and then but like princeton had like five record stores you know, because this was in the 90s. So we had like a Sam Goody, like two other used stores. So I had some friends who worked there, but it was like a descending ladder of coolness, I think. I'll bet. And Sam Goody was like the least cool. One would hope. Uh, yeah. But the kid who worked there, I think like knowing that was super cool, uh, a.k.a. 
he Fair was enough. constantly letting us steal. Uh, okay. Like from the Sam Goody. Yeah. So that's how I knew about the Bob Dylan uh, bootleg series. It was because like... Because you stole it as a middle school student? I was a high school student. Like right before I went to Excel. Yeah, I remember like... I, I could was, not have given one shit about Bob Dylan before I arrived at well, like, Excel uh, Academy. The Time Out of Mind album had come out. I remember that. And that like got a bunch of Grammys and there are still... Dude, Princeton High School is the land of kids who think their parents are cool. So like, oh really? Oh, for sure, dude. Like they're grubby overachievers, dude. Never, uh, you know, considered that for a moment. I mean, yeah. Well, they they they're out there, dude. So like we were talking about, like the Beatles. A lot of kids would still be listening to them in the nineties. I remember, like, I was a freshman and I would get rides home because I didn't live in Princeton, so it was still like a twenty minute drive. But uh, the other Cranberry kids, I would get rides home from like seniors because they were the only people who had cars. But looking back, I'm like, it's kind of lame. Like, how lame are you that a random freshman could be like, you know, give me a ride home? Like, we weren't friends or anything. Uh, and I remember being like, like, the guy was like, this just won a Grammy, dude. And he put on the album Time Out of Mind. And the first song is tight. But then I was like, this just sounds like my dad's music, dude. Like, It was. Yeah, definitely. But then I had a friend whose dad was really into like 70s Dylan. And he, was, he slid me blood on the tracks. And was like, yo, check this shit out. And that is good. Like, I was vibing. No, I, I like Bob Dylan. Yeah. I like his music. I, like I just, too, you know. So that, like, that got me going backwards. So by the time I got to Excel, I, I fucked with Bob Dylan hard. And I just never told anyone because it, it would come on. That's what I was saying. Like, the music rules were very personal. So if someone found out or, like, in a snitch fest, like, was like, actually, Alex told me he used to, like, get, smoke weed and listen to Bob Dylan. Like, I would not only get in trouble, Bob Dylan would get banned, like, from the school. It was already gray because I remember one time, you know, at a Sally concert, mm -hmm. uh, one of my boys, who was also a huge Dylan head, uh, and he was the other guy I told. We would rap together and then talked about, like, other music. Um, he asked Sally to play Bob Dylan, and sometimes she would play, like, Blowing in the Wind or whatever. Mm -hmm. But she winked at him, and she was like, I'll get in trouble, like, implying that, like, it was a thing between them that it's like, that's a little too hippie, you know, for Excel. And I was like, does Sally think we have a rule like no Bob Dylan? First of all, she's played it before. Second of all, we definitely don't have that rule. Are we about to have that rule? Like that would suck. A key, uh, like, yeah, a key part of like, you just, you, as much as I'm saying, like the way that I, you know, I would talk about, and it is true over the course of this, that, the lack of clarity was frustrating. Mm -hmm. That's a situation where like I would intentionally go out of my way to make sure that there was not clarity. You know what I mean? For like sure. I, dude. You yeah, did. Yeah yeah. 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 There were those situations where you understood the degree to which you were like uh, flourishing in the darkness here. For sure. That was one of my early ones because there was a kid who like looked up to us, but would sometimes tell on us. He was a kid that told on us cause we wouldn't let him play poker with the tokens, honestly. Yeah. And he, I remember him being like, wait, guys, like, is that inappropriate now? And I'd just be like, shut the fuck up. Like, like it wasn't even, like, it was just like, stop. Uh, because there are gradations of Bob Dylan, you know, because he did, you know, he went electric. Mm -hmm. uh, and it got, like, hippier, you know, in tone. And the regular oldies channel had very little in its playlist. It had, like, maybe Mr. Tambourine Man was, like, as edgy as it got. Yeah. But on Saturday nights, they had a syndicated oldies program that they clearly like bought, 
You know about this from In what from the fucking circumstance days. were they letting you listen on a Saturday night? It was a different life, I think, when I first got there. Like, the vibe was just way different, dude. Saturday night, sometimes we would go weekends where we didn't watch a movie. We would only watch one movie. Like, one night we would watch a movie, and that was the only movie we watched all weekend. So, Saturday night, sometimes we would just have study hall or just like free time, they would call it. Okay. And you would just, and I was often the kid to ask, like, hey, can we put on music? Like, we're just sitting here. Uh, so it's like a loose study hall. Kind I mean, of, most of the time I was there, they didn't have the, uh, like, equipment set up in the lodge to play music in there. Wow, that's way different to me. It's hard for me. Like, I do remember what you're talking about now. And, like, that uh, Santana album, whenever I think about listening to that Santana album, yeah. and I did enjoy it this week, and it, nice. is still, nice. it is still dope. I listened to Rage this morning. Nice. I was thinking about you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, counting down the days. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking about it. Because I, I think Run the Jewels came on like a shuffle or something. And then it got me thinking about, I Googled it. Actually, I have several musical corrections to make while we're on the topic, dude. Okay. I think. We talked about it on the podcast, right? The, yeah, the yeah, Rage, yeah. Run the Jewels concert? Yeah, okay. definitely. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said there was like a long rumored LP, Zach De La Roche album. That's right. But I was actually thinking of Trent Reznor, Zach De La Roche album, which was like long rumored. And Trent, so I, I looked it up. He said they, they have good tracks, but he's skeptical because he, he felt like Zach was constantly being like, uh, if it sounded too much like Rage, he was like, this sounds too much like Rage. But if it got too far afield, he was like, people won't fuck with this because it's too far from what they're expecting from me. And so Trent was like, I don't think he really ended up liking any, but, I, but Trent liked it. And then there was like one single with LP. I think like around the time Run the Jewels was popping. Yeah. But the other, so that's just minor though, dude. Mm -hmm. The real one is I don't think Henry Rollins is that short, dude. I sent you the picture of him next to Rogan. I mean, he's not How tall. How tall is Rogan? Rogan was listed. I mean, I look, I'm, I don't have this memorized, but I looked it up after I sent you. I just feel like I do come off as a weird guy as quickly as I was about to not only tell you how tall Joe but Rogan like, is 5'11". Well, he's actually listed this, but if you do the math with the fucking, like there are dudes, you don't know this probably because you're not tall, but if you ever do more than just Compared like, who? Uh, well, wait, did I say you're not tall? You did. You're not short. Thank you. You are tall. My mistake, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I, I, as a short person to my superior, I apologize. Dude. Yeah. Please forgive me, dude. Who's this guy? I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. What I know I how much that means. No, I no. do. Because, dude, being short does cripple some guys like mines, dude. Like, I probably don't even have to tell you there's a whole subreddit for just like dealing with being short. I don't want to uh, know. I really don't want to there's know. There's a lot of incel crossover for sure. No way. I know, dude. <laughs> and then it's like every now and then, like just a very positive short man will pop in with he his like hot five, nine girlfriend. And like do a, he'll put a picture up and be like, Hey guys, I used to be depressed too, but if you just, you know, put on a, a positive spin. That's not what we're here for, bud. Dude, they are not. I mean, actually, it's more of a mixed bag than I'll give it, than I'm portraying it as. Yeah. But there's a lot of like, get the fuck out of here. Like, or they'll just be like, it, it gets oddly where they're like, dude, you're hot also. Like, your face is fucking smoking. Like, very symmetrical. Yeah, they're never talking about the woman. They're just like, your eye shape is exactly, nearly perfect. Dude. They're like, you have a lot to make up for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's like, 
this is all very weird. Yeah, but yeah. so guys will definitely be like, you know, Allen Iverson is listed at six feet. But then it's like, well, in this picture, he's standing next to Michael Jordan. They're getting out the fucking Pythagorean theorem, dude, to prove that people are adding to their heights. That's what this so, and you, subreddit is about? I, not this particular one, but there are, I think there's a celeb height subreddit. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. And I, I'm, you know, I'm equivocating because I haven't visited it, but I think I've seen it in Google image results. Because that's what I'm saying. If you Google like Joe Rogan height, a lot of times, if you go, I go to image results and it's just pictures of him next to various people. But a lot of times you'll see like the green triangle, like drawn on mm -hmm. with all, it's like the sunny meme, you know, of people trying to prove mm -hmm. Joe Rogan's actually five, five. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause it's, and also dude, the, you've seen the picture of him next to Alex Jones. Uh, like it's pretty recent. I, yeah. Jones dwarfs him. Like, really? Jones looks huge next. Uh, maybe the one I saw was How red is he? Pretty red. I mean, he looks like he just did cocaine with Joe for four hours, dude. They're both very red and very happy. Dude. I mean, I assume it's the most recent episode. I think it is. If uh, not, it's the one right before, like a year or two. Where ago. I, I, Alex is not using cocaine, but he's, uh, he's pretty clear about the drinking. And uh, yeah, Alex Jones, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alex Stevens does not do cocaine. Uh, I agree. Yeah, um, thank you. And uh, you know, Joe starts like fronting him up about uh, riddle and addiction, and Alex is just like, "Not here for that." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair, dude. Well, he's got his issues with his kids, dude. They they demonized his efforts to just keep abreast of what cannabis was up to. Do you remember that? No, dude, it was the best excuse ever. I kind of vibe with it because you know I like to know what's going on. Like if I'm interested in something. So in his custody dispute a few years ago, I remember they, that they definitely asked him if he does drugs. That was tough for everyone. Yeah. Well, certainly I didn't like it because they although, no winners, dude. I've done this in a depot, even though I'm a cannabis advocate, knowing that it'll get a good result to shake somebody oh, up. Really? I've never been like lying about it. All you have to do is ask the question, dude. It's just well because they do teach you like when I had a friend who. Uh, that was weaponized against them in a custody battle. It was. I wasn't that kind of lawyer. I bad. never would, dude. I think I wouldn't feel good about saying someone shouldn't get access or. I like, would hope get to that see their kids. Everyone involved of, in that feels bad now. Well, dude, you can smoke enough weed to be a bad parent. Like I'm for sure, sure, you can, but he didn't. Yeah, I'm not suggesting you're a friend, uh, but I'm saying there are like, dude. It's like anything else. You can play enough video games to be a bad parent. Like, it doesn't mean you shouldn't get custody if you play video games. Yeah. Uh, it's like people can go, you can also be sober and be a dry drunk asshole. I think that there's like, like uh, you know, I mean, like the, the problems that we're talking about are essentially all problems created by having bad parents. Uh, more or less all problems in the world are problems created by someone having bad parents. Like I said, dude, Eve ate the apple. But uh, I, I still, so like I, I'm, I'm sensitive to the, uh, the, the giant harm that can be uh, unleashed here. But whenever I think about, like whenever I got a kid and realized that there is a mechanism for the state to take that kid away, yeah, I was just like. It's fucked up, right? It's terrible. You know, yeah. Like I, I shouldn't, it just shouldn't be on the table. And I mean like, but then when you, you could look, of course put cases in front of me. Exactly. Where, like, uh, yeah, duh. When you're like, uh, how could you tell this kid there's no alternative but to live with your horribly abusive parents? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's such a shitty situation, dude. 
again. But just in the moments after they handed my newborn baby uh, over, you know, if you told me, like, actually, the state can take this back, do you think that's okay? Like, you're just not getting me to say yes. You know what I mean? Of course not, dude. Yeah. I'm Sandler and Big Daddy. Take out your handcuffs. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, But at the same time, I'm like, when I think about my kid and then think about how other people hurt their own kids, it just fills me with like, I don't know if I'm sad or angry, dude, both. Like, and I'm like, they sh- those kids should get something else than that. But then it's like, well, they could go in the foster system and be one of the like 30,000 kids that go missing from that every year. Uh, that's probably not better. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's tough, man. It's so hard. And I feel like like it's easy not to get super political again, but... If you're if you don't fuck with Trump, it's easy to be like, you know, either his practices with the kids were bad, or to be like, fuck those kids because you like Trump. Uh, and by the same token, now I have noticed online people being like, so the kids are still in the cages, so Biden sucks too, I guess. Which maybe I mean, but it's then I see people being like, no, but there are differences, and then I just scroll down, like I I don't. Karen, I which is fucked up to say, dude. Like, I it's my I, suspicion that Joe Biden's not running that in a way that I would approve of if I were aware of the intimate details. That has to be true. Mm-hmm. The same way it's like when people would bring it up with Trump, sometimes people would be like, Well, where were you when Obama did it? I was always like, That's kind of a bullshit response because it's like maybe Obama did have it fucked up, but that's no reason just because you didn't start at the best time doesn't mean you can never start caring. Yeah. About something. Like if it, yeah. If it took just you hate Donald Trump. The other guy did it terribly fine. too is not like like in what like in a work situation, if you're defending your work and your best defense is like Brad also sucks at this, you're Dude. already admitting that you suck at it. Definitely. You're it's creating not a, a good group defense. of people who suck and joining it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I agree. Like the border kids, no way that is like up to what I would want without even knowing what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, that's where I am. I don't know and I don't approve. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. And I'm, I, but you know, I have done a lot of thinking since our last discussion. And it, the fact that any type of organizing for any kind of change creates a circumstance where people could get new kinds of power over other people is, I'm willing to say, I'm now willing to say, not a reason to never attempt to do it. So I don't want to just throw up my hands and say, like, there's a certain amount of child abuse or neglect we have to accept in the world. But it is fucking depressing to say that it appears to be the case historically. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it sucks that it's confusing even whether anything's changed at the border. After it, like, for once, child welfare was an electoral issue. That like never happens because they can't yeah. vote. Yeah. And it was and it was even bit, like more wild because they weren't even. I'm inclined to. I feel like it has to be better, right? Well, no way it got worse. I think. Well, I, this is again a, an idiot who like I mean, only that, is on Twitter. I did Twitter. listen to. Uh, here's the extent of my uh, uh, philanthropy. I okay. listened to uh, uh, what? What's the big, the big NPR program? The flagship. First things first. There's well, I the the WBZ Ira Glass, This American Life. Oh, This American Life. I listened to the This American Life. I want to start doing that for this pod, like at the beginning. (laughs) 
This is TC. This is Alex. This, this, no, that dude, you're not doing it. That, that's a little harsh, dude. Um, but uh, I listened to the This American Life about, like, it was after the Remain in Mexico policy. They were explaining, like, surely you've heard the words Remain in Mexico. Here's what it actually means. Remain? I hadn't until now. This is the first oh, one. Really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you make me argue politics with you ever? All the time. Yeah, I know. It's a, I agree. It's a flawed system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the big innovations, like the, one of the primary things that like the Trump administration's big plan for like, well, we want to abuse the shit out of these people and we want everyone to stop yelling at us about it. Right. How can we get both of those objectives done? And their big thing was that they got an agreement between us and Mexico and like all of the relevant powers uh-huh. that whenever someone applied for asylum, uh-huh. that they had to be in Mexico until that claim was processed. Previously, if you made it to America and claimed asylum, right. then you would stay in America while America was deciding your asylum case. Right. And you could even just go be out and about. Yeah. So I think like, this is not how I feel, but from what I recall, yeah, I want to be clear. I'm fine with the ad and about. I don't give a shit about any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borders are a fucking human invention. Uh, Do you think the globe should just we don't we... have countries at all? I always wonder about that, dude. It seems like one of those debates where it's like so far from happening that it's like, what's the point? Uh, yeah, and I, I anticipate that like uh, probably goes bad for, I don't know, like what is the position of the average worker? <laughs> if, if that occurs uh it's not a podcasters because like uh like the eu people often like uh from the left will attack the fact that the eu exists because it, it made capital like it just put a lot of like floating layers of ambiguity For sure. between the worker and the management i think that's right uh that like have been constantly abused by capital to right. uh you, you know so like if that if that dynamic is spread worldwide, does it get better for us or does it get worse? I well, don't know. It seems like it probably worse for Americans. Probably worse. But still maybe better for everybody. But yeah, yeah. If if it would make it like like if Dude, if the guys if my the, life were five percent I mean, you know, whatever. If my dude, life were how much, much worse and everyone else's life was give. much better, I exactly, would do it. Exactly, dude. Yeah, yeah, Think yeah. about this, dude. The guys at the beginning of Uncut Gems, dude. Uh-huh. How much slack in our life do we have to give up before they're equal to us? Yeah, and I would I would give up a you lot know, of it. Basically, we have to work in the mine and maybe not get the leg chopped off. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like we have a long way to go before they have any like before. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like globally solving income inequality like that. Yeah, it's like. Just being American, even if you're like very poor. Um, and again, I I think yeah, how there's you, parts of America that are pretty fucking bad. I'm assuming that's true, but but you have to. I'm talking like that needs to be like no running water and shit. That's what I'm like, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't doubt and like I haven't been to any of them in America, but I don't doubt that they exist. There are uh, parts of Dallas where it is much diff- more difficult to get water than you would anticipate. Yeah, it seems like the like freeze kind of brought limits. some of that stuff out to the fore a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, I'm dude. I'm not trying to be like skeptical about it. I am not skeptical about it. Like, I, I think there's communities that, off Wheatland Road that like don't have water. I don't know what that is. Wheatland Road. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm assuming it's a road in Dallas. It is. Yeah. It's where? <laughs> you don't got to have a bunch of guesses. You've been here a while. Yeah. Well, I hope they get water, dude. I mean that. 
People we, should uh, have water in 2020 We tend not to neglect the people that live in the northern part of the city. I agree, dude. I'll leave you to guess what race they are predominantly. Well, dude, I, you know, you could probably tell if you rewound it, I was about to guess South Dallas. I mean, yeah. I don't know why we should be cagey about that. Yeah. It's like a sensitive subject, but it is like where uh, the divide between the haves and have-nots in our city is the most apparent. Yeah. You shouldn't treat that as like a shameful subject Southern that you can't Dallas. discuss. Yeah. I said South yeah. Dallas. Is they, are they different things? They are. Okay. South Dallas refers to a specific neighborhood. I think it's a bad, uh, bad idea. Like the the construction that they like, you know, I uh, at various times to varying degrees uh, have been very interested in the the city and its governments. Yeah, and uh, so you know, I I I have to like be able to correctly, uh, you know, delineate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But I I think it's annoying and dumb. It is. Um, I, this is the first time finding out about it, and I'm already. The neighborhood around agreeing. Fair Park is called South Dallas. Okay, I always kind of which thought is that's not the beginning like the most South directly southern part, though. Like it's kind of to the east of downtown. Definitely, which is very frustrating to me as you know someone who's uh, it's interesting prefers you know clarity and. Well, terms. dude, get. I might have brought this up to you, but this always frustrated me. So you know, Erica Badu, I'm pretty sure lives like by the peninsula uh, by white rock okay. i think like yeah. i'm not i think there's only like 10 houses that are like on the peninsula yeah so i'm not saying it's one of them mm-hmm. uh but i remember hearing like it's generally around there sounds right to me uh yeah and uh there was a a new yorker article i think profiling her that said that she erica badu like famously lives in north dallas I mean that's frustrating. I was like that. Even me, I was like that. That is not right, dude. On that like, side of seventy five, fuck right? off. Like exactly. I don't care how far north you are. Like you could be a Rowlett. You know. Like, I guess then you'd just be in Rowlett. It does bother but, me. You know, like that these terms. Like I, I, I wish that like North Dallas just has such a clear, obvious meaning to people outside of it, which is like. The entire area north of uh, downtown. I was going to say, if you're only going to have north and south, I guess it is north. But it's but, but that's not what you our don't experience. Only have north and south. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, there's like I would I would consider like anything uh, east of 75 is definitely not North Dallas. I fully agree. But like. You know, to an outsider, Lake Highlands. Like, if you said Lake Highlands, right. that's not North Dallas. Like, then they'd get out a map and start being like, "Yeah, and Lake well, Highlands where Dallas is. Is, is it north of, or is it not?" And like, if if you were gonna say North Dallas captures a vibe, that phrase mm-hmm. is like Lake Highlands doesn't not have that vibe. Yeah, like it's, if it, you pick out of all the yeah. places around there, yeah. Lake Highlands. Yeah, it's the most like preston halloween but it um, is still it's not preston halloween at all but yeah no and if you told people in preston hollow that i know oh, you I guys are hear, like lake highlands they'd exactly. fucking punch you dude i know dude i'd hire I, someone to punch i don't you. know how many preston hollow lizards we have but that's why i correct sound myself off in the comments <laughs> no please do dude and then fuck yourselves i hope uh, i hope they're as bothered as i am by the preston hollow 24-hour er that place can fuck right off. I've never been there. I don't have any, like, uh, this isn't like a business-based thing. I don't even know what you're talking about. You don't? No. So at Walnut Hill in 75. Okay. On the corner, uh, like the northeast corner of Walnut Hill in 75, uh-huh. there's a thing that's called the Preston Hollow ER. 
Preston Hollow ER emergency room. Like it's one of those. Uh, it's like ambulatory. Yeah, whatever. yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Dude, uh, I hear the inside scoop is don't go to them ever. I've also From, heard like, that. People who are in the biz, like I've heard, yeah, never. Uh, I, I had to. I had to get. Uh, Dude, I go to them all the time. A rapid COVID <laughs> test from one, and I thought that I was gonna like. I just was ready for like. It's going to be a thousand dollars, and it's like it seventy five bucks, dude. No, I mean, they. I never had to pay anything. Oh, really? I just walked out. I feel like every time I went to one, whatever it was, it was seventy five bucks. Like yeah. just every single time, and they could do a lot, dude. Like they, someone told, like I kind of like was loitering by the desk, and someone was like, "You're good," and I just didn't want to ask any more questions. I thought that they might be wrong. Did you like give them an insurance card or something? Yeah, and oh, I okay, had okay. another reason to talk to my insurance later. Uh, and I was like, Hey, while we're on the phone, uh, can you just tell me like how big of a bill is coming for this thing? Yeah. And they were like, it's been processed. You're That's good. Tight, dude. Yeah. It was it, great. The, my bigger issue with the healthcare system is like, that shouldn't be a pleasant surprise, dude. It's too much stress to be like playing detective to just no, know how much it's you very, very bad, pay, dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? dude? Absolutely. Like, like yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Even if like all the prices were the same, it would be such a massive improvement if it just worked like a fucking restaurant works where, you know, like there's yeah. a menu of things. Whenever people like uh, just it is absolutely true that hospitals do not have like it's not that they're not showing you that because they're trying to like be sneaky. They have no they fucking don't clue. have it. Yeah. They it's like too complex. They are going to like more or less see what you can pay and take that. Yeah, like, and it's like the computer is like an oracle god that kind of spits out numbers, and then everyone kind of like works around them and yeah. negotiates. It sucks, dude. It's terrible. But I will say, dude, uh, demands changing. We, I think that's right. But the actual experience at the fucking where we had our kid uh, at Baylor, dude, mm -hmm. I was like. These rules, like I have, don't insurance paid for it. You know, I mean, we get bills that we're still like. It's weird. It's like seventy dollars for this one thing. Remember that? Here's your bill. Seven months later, or whatever. You know. Yeah. But it's like that. None of them are like the wild ones. And it was yeah. so. It was like being in a hotel where you had babies. Like my daughter was born in Baylor. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. You, you know, dude. It, how sick was that place, dude? It was sick. It the, was the one awesome, thing that stood dude. out though is, uh, like Megan had a, you know, like something had to happen like late at night, and uh -huh. I, I read a lot of. I this is not good self care, uh -huh. but I, I read a lot of like medical horror story oh, journalism. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Just like uh, billing good. billing stuff. Billing oh, stuff. Okay. I, I want to be okay, clear. Okay. Okay. That's better. Um, I realized that the way so, I phrased that was not yeah, just like people who get hit with surprise bills. You know. Someone like uh, has a an accident yeah, yeah, on their yeah, bicycle, yeah, yeah. and a couple months later finds out that they like you know owe two million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, familiar with that that beat. Yeah, so uh, I uh, know that one of the biggest like commonalities in those stories is that it was a late at night thing. Yeah. Like that, that you've got fewer anesthetists on staff yeah. than the chances that one of those is out of network. Or that they don't have an in-network one available. Because they're higher. just guys coming through. Yeah. It's like a strip club, dude. <laughs> you know, like these, this is the crew of dancers tonight. Yeah. Like some of them are visiting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, so when they're like going to get the anesthetist or whatever to do this pain killing procedure, I'm like, but are they in network? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I stopped yeah, to ask, yeah, yeah. are they in network? And the nurse was like, what does it matter? 
Yeah. And I was like, you don't have any fucking clue about that. Like the difference could be like hundreds of thousands. Like sure. I've heard of situations. So if it's possible, it's hundreds, but it's probably not gonna be hundreds of thousands for us. Probably not. Yeah. But like, would I pay 2000? And in this case, it was like 15 minutes from the next shift. Uh-huh. So I'm like, would I ask my wife to wait? 15 minutes Shit. of this pain for $10,000? I fucking would. You'd fucking it's earn it. It's $10,000. You'd earn every penny, but like, I, I think that she would. Yeah, yeah, well, you both. I would. would. <laughs> I would. If it yeah, were, yeah, if yeah. I'm in this. I was just picturing that scenario because I know you didn't do that. Because the ner- dude, when you're in the baby hospital, first of all, you're a stranger in a strange land as a dude, man. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're a guest. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. They're not looking for male brain like analysis or like I don't mean to like resort to gender. You're right. You are right. They're just like shut the fuck up. Like yeah. you're lucky we let you be here. We we have uh, we've carved out one tiny sliver of this godforsaken earth for ourselves. Exactly, dude. And it's this fucking delivering and, of babies. Yeah, yeah. And they don't make decisions of like a guy jumping in and being like, "What if you're wrong?" You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's very. It was more like democratic. And like, it felt like you had to go with the flow much more than I was used to. That was the like, only time that I expressed an opinion. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't give I a shit. I found myself sitting on a lot of opinions where I was just like, you're in the woman's world now, dude. Let them do their thing. Like, basically, they're, you're in the hut, dude. They let dudes into the hut. Like, but this is the midwives and stuff. Uh, and we had a doula, but because of COVID, uh, she couldn't come in. So... She was going to Skype in. What she's doing? Well, she like uh, came to our house. Like, I think, so COVID hadn't started when we got her. Sure. So the doula package was like two visits. And, and she's, then, you know, trying to adapt to these changing circumstances yeah, as much yeah, as yeah. any of us. And she was really cool and nice. Like, she was really nice. That's cool. Um, and really, like. I just feel like most of the value of that service probably is lost by it's hard for me to say because we didn't get the in-person and i, think I mean as someone who was around for a childbirth that did not involve a doula it seems like a bit of an extra to me anyways but well dude we, i think we heard our doula's feelings because uh we were she was supposed to skype in and we were vibing with the doula uh like she was pretty young she might have been younger than my wife like she was a young doula mm-hmm. uh like i picture like an old lady like uh, kind of a crone you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like a cool crone, but a crone. But she was just like a young girl, basically. Um, I think we hurt her feelings because the birth did not take that long. Mm-hmm. Like not to, to brag, mm-hmm. but it was like I was on Skype duty, but it was like by, I was like I had the app open or whatever, and then it's, I had to do something, you know, and before I knew it, dude, they're like, hold this fucking baby, <laughs> you know? I was like, so do a, we hit her up. Uh, but of course, like, I think we called parents first, you know what I mean? And the duo was kind of like, oh, you, you actually had the Be hard not lead. to, oh, you know I mean? Okay. She had expectations. Uh, I guess you didn't need me. All right. I guess we'll never meet again then. But all right. Bye. Enjoy well, the baby. Like, I have a second child. You never know. No one gets the duo for the second child. I don't, it's much more, that I think. Sense. Like, and that's what I was saying. Like, I, we did get a lot of value because... She sat in our house and my wife basically got to ask her a million questions. And one of the things I would like that. It was really helpful. And one of the I things I mean, we went to like the classes that Baylor told us to go to. 
Probably we went to the same classes then. Yeah. I think they were like doulas affiliated. It's like that place you go up the stairs. One of them seemed like just a repeat. It was downstairs. Downstairs. Was there an upstairs like lofty area? Was it like kind of downtown? I mean, it was at Baylor. In the facility? Yeah. Uh, the, the classes? Yeah, our classes were like uh, in the doula network, dude. But they acted like maybe they weren't officially affiliated with Baylor, but they knew about Baylor. Yeah. But that actually, that's what I was going to say. Like a big part of the value was the doula giving everybody the confidence to be like, I will advocate for you. If there are some doctors, you know, I, I didn't think about it in terms of the rotation. It's like you can get a rando 80 year old guy that is just like, you know, you should do this, this, and this. That's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's shit. possible. I mean, we just had our person. We, we didn't have our, oh, the lady that we went to checkups with. Oh, yeah, we did have her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was possible we wouldn't. Yeah, and no, it's she, definitely. And, and she was cool. Like, she, and she knew the doula and shit. Yeah. Uh, but like, just giving you the confidence to be like, you can speak up. You know, I said that was that. wild. Like, uh, she, like, the situation was that, uh, you know, Megan was about halfway done for like a long time, uh -huh. you know? I uh, you just chilled. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, you know, she was on a lot of painkillers by then, so yeah, she was yeah, able, yeah. able to chill. But so the, the doctor would like go and then like be like, nothing's probably going to happen for about six hours. So Damn. I'll see you guys in six hours. Yeah. 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 We can talk then. Yeah. And so like these happened several times throughout the day. So I think the first one, it was just like regular work stuff, but then clearly she like went to a dinner, like based on the timing. And then yeah, like she yeah, shows yeah. back up and like, her hair was done, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then, like, uh, you know, comes back, at, like, at well after the dinner, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, the baby ended up being delivered at, like, 11 p.m. Okay, I think okay. is around when Izzy came in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I was just thinking about everyone else at that dinner, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and be like, ah, yeah, I gotta go. Ladies' fucking legs are up in the shit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, she probably loves it though, dude. I like, would. I was thinking, if you're a doctor, that's probably like her life most many weeknights. I, yeah, you know, and she's just like, you know how it is. Yeah, I got a fucking job. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have thought. I'm a sure lot you about guys that. have jobs too, right? Huh? What do you do, dude? I think these. Oh, it's not bringing life into the world, dude. Okay. People like nurses, dude. Like, I'm not gonna get into all my theories about them, but I don't think like, you can. I don't think so either. It's not that kind of podcast, <laughs> but like. uh I do think there's a lot of people drawn to like uh, the, it's not the trauma, but like the the adrenaline, the like stop and start nature of the like. It's what Flatliners is about, I assume. I've never seen it. I'm but also assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> It looks yeah. like it. That's Kevin Bacon? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I haven't seen it. Anyway, I don't know how far afield we got, but all I was going to say was, dude, the same way uh, Mikhail Blomqvist Mm -hmm. was uncomfortable revealing the full details because it was Lisbeth's like tale to reveal her sexual assault. No matter how much she felt, it was the right thing to reveal. You know, again, it's an analogy from a, a literary work. That did not happen. But among the many possible reasons people could have to want me fired, I believe that one of them, and perhaps the motivating one, and that's a, a difficult thing to get into without facts that even I, to this day, don't think I have. Um, but I think one of them was that I opposed practices that I believed 
did not comply with, you know, best practices, guidelines, but also, in my opinion, uh, some laws. Um, and there it's like even hard, like I'm an employment lawyer. That's what I can really only have an opinion about. And there, like, I'm, I can feel myself getting nervous because it's like, if you say I oppose the practice that I believe violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, it's like, if I just say that, that can't be defamatory. It's my opinion, and there's a basis for it. Um, but to say that, you kind of have to then be like, all right, what does that act prohibit? It's one of these things, clearly. And that act prohibits like being racist, being sexist, like basically any category that society at a federal level has agreed deserves protection from white dudes in power. Like you did something wrong to one of them, you know what I mean? Or something that leads to harm to one of those groups. Cause you don't need to like fire someone for being Asian to violate it. You can have policies that affect Asian people, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't necessarily need malicious intent, uh, but it's still like calling someone a racist is the worst thing you can call someone. You know what I mean? Calling so someone, I'm saying we need more words. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, dude. So like, it makes me like uneasy to even be like, I oppose the practice that I believed violated Title Seven, uh, because it's like that practice doesn't mean I experience discrimination myself as someone in one of these categories. Now, obviously, I am in some of these categories that get protected, and I do feel that I experienced adverse I think you're actions. really leaning into the Italian thing too hard at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Italian thing, I think, somewhat. Uh, there are some other, I think, even our society protects... We moved on from it without you explaining the uh, Italian thing, and uh, I, I think... I just was, it was hard for me not to demonstrate what you showed me and like put it on like a Twitter or something dude, because I, I feel I like it would go, for TikTok, I feel dude. like it would go viral. I agree, dude. Yeah. It needs I to think it, it, uh, the fact that I saw it in real life instead of a TikTok <laughs> is a big shock to me. It's so funny, But dude. explain it. Uh, I mean, dude, I don't need credit. I don't have a TikTok. If a listener wants to go ahead and make the video, you will go viral, dude. I Now we need to make a life skills account. I so mean, we should, dude, gets... but if someone wants to beat us to it, just like retweet a link to the podcast or something. Yeah. When you're little Nas X yeah. or whatever. But dude, okay. So, you know, I think it's more important what companies do than what governments do in terms of all <laughs> yeah. these laws anyway. And I'm not in really, I, I don't have a strenuous disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's, practically, it, it really plays out that way. So, But we don't vote on company boards. Which makes it even wilder, you know? But we yeah. kind of do with our wallets and social media heat, I guess. And one day I might have enough shares. Yeah, hopefully. I agree. <laughs> uh, but so, fucking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we probably, maybe not everybody knows, but if you listen to... I would like enough hip hop, rap, or I would say those are the main genres, maybe some R&B songs, but uh, you ask Siri, I don't know about Alexa, I'm a, a Siri household, mm -hmm. but you ask Siri to play certain music, and even if you get the title wrong, or you ask her by referencing lyrics, like you could be like, uh, you know, I'm trying to, to think of a song, you could be like, hey Siri, play Biggie, 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 Can't You See? 
and she'll hit you with like, she'll very subtly correct you like the way a parent would when a kid says something wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She'll be like, okay, I'll go ahead and put on hypnotize yeah. by the notorious B.I.G. So if you do that enough, you'll eventually hit on a song that has the N word in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not telling on myself like experimenting, you know, throwing the N word at Siri, but I have asked her to play a song and then she hits me back with the song title. The song title has the N word in it and Siri doesn't say it. She bleeps herself out, mm -hmm. which definitely makes sense yeah. because you would have kids thinking it's funny to get Siri to say the N word. Like the Obama audiobook. Precisely, yeah. dude. Exactly. So you would have, speaking of TikTok, tens of thousands of videos of like, you know, idiot white kids laughing hysterically as they got Siri to say racist stuff the same way Obama did. Which mm -hmm. I don't know the context of the Obama quotes. So they're insane every time I hear them. He's telling a story. But I'm assuming it's like from back in the day, like when he was a, yeah, a when delinquent. He was young. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, but. Give me your own damn product. Yeah, Get yeah. your own damn That's the price. big one. Yeah. yeah, which I guess nothing delinquent about that, but I associate it with like Choom Gang. Like that's, yeah. that sounded like something someone in the Choom Gang would say yeah. to somebody else. So, you know. For yeah. some reason, I, I don't know if this is based in fact. It's been a long time since the Obama book came out. Yeah. There's a couple, right? I imagined it being like a older uh, person saying it to him. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm not sure. He has written more than one book. I don't know yeah, how yeah. many of them Howard Stern mined for content. Oh, that's a Stern bit? Is I that, think so. Like how that became popular? I think so. It, it seems I could like be wrong. Once it's it not happens, like he's it's the like first this one. Was always exactly. Happen. Exactly. Like, this, like can the anyone glass claim was broken, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, he he certainly had fun with it, but you know, like he made this and the internet exists. So he's of probably going to have fun with uh, the the Chet Hanks. Or I don't, does Howard stay on things like Chet Hanks? I think he pays people to, to give him a briefing. But, but like, does he do a hey, do, Chet yeah, Hanks today? I've been listening to Howard since before Excel. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, uh, I was a Howard head, though. Yeah, I, well, no, it was a love line that I just started getting real big into as I was being sent away. I was also a huge love line head. They yeah, were, they, they're like syndicated on the same station. Yes, that's love why I was about was to confuse them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard, you know, was early. Q104.3 for me. New York's uh, like hard rock station. We still have the Eagle. Okay. I was listening to it on the Eagle. Although it went away for a while. They don't I don't know still if you do Love that. Line though, right? Uh I don't think that like Love Line still does Love Line. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla are no longer. Well, there was a thing where their contracts were negotiated separately, which like that in itself, like pretty fucked up. I'm not in favor of it. I mean, it's a common practice, but I Well, I feel like you gotta figure out between the two of you what how that's gonna go. Well, because they, you got to be ready for the game theory, dude. Like, yeah, and basically, Doctor Drew, like they still do stuff. Like Corolla has a podcast, and we'll have Doctor Drew on it. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they've yeah. managed to move past it. But it was a Doctor Drew was like, so I can get this money, and I get it yeah, either way. Interesting, dude. And well, yeah. dude, I'm expecting Netflix to throw that at us when they eventually adapt Life Skills Podcast into a series. Well, the thing that we need to understand is that what benefits each individual and the group is for us to work collectively and trust each other. I agree with that, dude. We're no they can't split us up, dude. I'll say it on the air, dude. No like uh I think we should do the Wu-Tang model. 
where it's like the Wu, this is Wu Tang Clan. If you want to go make your Method Man album, if you want to make Tikal Two Thousand, yeah. you should. You know, if you if Rizzo wants to make beats for it, he should. But if you want to just go be a Def Jam artist, you know what I mean, and just be on a Wu Tang album when when there is one, I think that's how it should go. But it's like the Love Line should have stayed Love Line. Like splitting up the, t I mean, or they should have just agreed. Like they ran someone else in. Ways. Like what I, what I'm saying is that there was someone several with years Corolla? of shows. Yeah, that Corolla no, got not. replaced. It's gonna because you need the the Doctor Drew's vibe. Also, Doc, I assume that it sucked. I'll never know. Doctor Drew's so different now, but like back he is then, very different now. He his vibe really. I guess Corolla is different too. He's more he is of himself. Also different, but it's like that's what I'm saying. In modern day Corolla unless you get a strong personality in there, but it can't be a strong personality like another Corolla, dude. And it's he just going to man show yeah, out, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, you're it's right. Not gonna, it's going to be like when Corolla went on tour with Dennis Leary. It was lightning in a bottle. It's not going to, yeah. it's not coming and back, Dr. but Drew, it was beautiful. And I was glad that I got to see it for the time that I did. Dude, have I told you one of my like dream jobs? I mean, I know we've talked about why Tyler Perry, uh -huh. but of course, uh, I kind of think I would be a good I, I not the Andy Cohen guy on Bravo who talks to the housewives like that does their like catch up shows, but Doctor Drew does like the MTV Teen Mom like I think Celebrity Rehab that wasn't really my thing, mm -hmm. but more Teen Mom is where I got this idea. I was like actually I used to think I'd be a good producer on Teen Mom and I still do, but I don't think I'm suited for it anymore. But I kind of low-key dream job is I would like to to take over for Dr. Drew as like the mental health host uh, of like trash television. I would love to watch that. I think I would really raise the bar. I would enjoy I'd, that. And it's like I'd bring a little more Corolla to it. But I think Dr. Drew's been a fake doctor for so long. And there's been but a lot of- The fact that you've read several books makes you roughly equal yeah, to qualified. Humble, dude. Yeah, yeah, because I'm humble. Yeah. Like, dude, how much damage, dude? How I have mean, we not talked know, about Dr. Phil How yet? is the uh, humble not coming across uh, from this guy who's uh, saying he knows more than a doctor because he's because, read a couple books? Well, I'm saying Dr. Drew has sold himself out, dude. You, he's, he's like- I dude, understand. He's not doing right by the team moms, in my opinion. I last watched this like five years ago. But I'm happy to get dogged on, dude. I don't mean to be too defensive about that. Uh, I, uh, he's I, not a real doctor anymore. Dude. I'd love to be a producer doctor. on The Bachelor. I, I, I watched... I've never seen The Bachelor. It's exceptional television. <laughs> the one I watched, they went to the Poconos. I like that. That's my only reference that surprises to the Poconos. the shit out of me, dude. Uh, that's kind of funny to me. Yeah. It just doesn't seem right. I agree. It's like I'm picturing Woody Allen as The Bachelor now. I mean, all of them are like, I, I have to imagine, and I mean, I'd like to be a producer, so I would understand this better, that it's some amount of probably, it has to be the places that they're going are paying them. I think for The Bachelor, that's almost Like that this is an advertisement. True. And so it's- It would be it's the height just, of folly to not have it set up that way. So it's kind of just what's the highest bidder. Like not, like we're, we want somewhat to cultivate the brand of the show. We'd be idiots and lose a lot of money if we didn't pay some it's attention to it. Probably a balancing act. But probably the most important factor is just the Poconos like really wants yeah. that. Well, dude, I feel the exact same way Real Housewives of Dallas, dude. Because uh, I will watch that one mm -hmm. uh, when my wife watches it. I have not, but I would like to. Well, it's the I have watched other Dallas-based reality television shows and have always universally enjoyed them. I do too. It's nice to be like, oh, that's fucking Whole Foods or whatever. But 
That is nice. I it, I love it, dude. There's no better feeling. Yeah. Like a bench at White Rock Lake. You're the, like, uh, fuck yeah. The fucking <laughs> like, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood meme. Wait, what? Where he's pointing at the TV. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. I was this morning, for a guy who doesn't do cocaine, this is kind of funny, uh-huh. but I was on our cocaine uh, <laughs> <laughs> this morning. I don't even know how I got on there. I was on our mattresses this morning. Were you really? Yeah. Are you in the, in the market? I think we'd probably like to get another mattress. Okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, I'm not trying it, to learn about I didn't, cocaine. I mean, I, I guess in retrospect, of course, it makes sense, but like seeing the depth and the passionate feelings present on on our mattresses was yeah. surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Well, they're on the Reddit, dude. Yeah. You know, I just bought one of the ones that are like, you can turn it back in 90 days, like one of the internet ones. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Okay. I mean, it was a good price. It seems. I mean, that was one of the big things is that our mattresses wanted you to understand is that those uh, those deals are not. Like, you can return the literal mattress, but yeah. they're like all that box spring and frame and like every everything else that comprised like at least half of the cost of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does, that's not carry, covered by that. So oh, you can shit. pick another one of our mattresses that fits oh, with that box spring shit, if you would like. Shit, shit. But we, we don't only have said a box mattress. Spring. We only got them because our bed is like a different, you know, a non box spring bed. That okay. was important to me. I'm done with box springs, dude. Done with box springs? Yeah. So it was like we the new bed frame was around the same time. And I was like, let's just go. I think they were called like platform. But I also, dude, not to make everything about being short, but as a short person, what do I need a box? It's impossible for? for y'all. I need a step stool to like get on the bed with a big, <laughs> like big box spring, dude. You know what I mean? Like you're laughing, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? Gotta dude? jump up there. Yeah, dude. I need a fucking oxygen tank. It's terrible. <laughs> The platform's nice. It feels Just keep like jumping, Japanese. Bud, you'll get it. I, I don't. I shouldn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, the Arco cocaine. There was a very funny meme where it was like the Leo, the smug. I guess it's not Once Upon a Time. Actually, is Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. But like where he's like smugly laughing, mm-hmm. and it was like a much cruder version of like the meme was just like her. What makes you think we'll hook up on the first date? And then the answer is like Leo smugly laughing, but a, a bag of cocaine has been photoshopped <laughs> in his uh-huh, hand. Uh-huh. But it was cruder than that. Yeah, that's and I was like, I get that joke. I don't do cocaine, you know, or engage in that kind of transactional no. dating. But I did get the joke. I have so seen other people do it. I've definitely, I yeah. I think it I appears told you, to I, be a dynamic underfoot in human personal relations. It makes me sad, dude. I mean, not maybe everybody's getting what they want. I told you about the the tip where you just change I mean, your Tinder profile to say you have cocaine. <laughs> like if you're on Tinder after midnight, just change it to say that you have cocaine, and just be like, if you swipe within the next two hours, you can come do coke with me. And it's like you will never do better. I've never done this. I don't have. I've never had Tinder. Uh, like I. I but, mean, if you think that's good, you should try like actually having it. Actually having cocaine. Yeah. Well, no, these were guys with cocaine, but no women. Okay, just being like, no, bro. Well, here's just what we write down out. that we have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This will work it's out. like, dude, if, if girls knew we had cocaine, they would be here. And it's like, well, how do we Correct. tell them? Like, yeah. It made me like despondent I mean, if this situation the were true in reverse. I was just upset that girls were coming, dude. I yeah. mean, is there anything better than being in a room full of guys doing cocaine <laughs> and not doing cocaine? 
<laughs> it's fucking awesome, dude. I have I, done it. I do. I do appreciate it because then, because I've noticed, dude. I mean, for as casually as we talk about, like you know, first of all, it's very spiritual with us. I think like we should make that clear. Uh, it's entheogenic. I think cannabis, psychedelics, all that. Uh, whereas cocaine is just like a fucking hard. It's it's very. It's the opposite of that in many ways. It's like a go, 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 you know, kind of energy, I feel like. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it certainly wouldn't be captured by the upper downer. Yeah, know, upper. I think it is. Is that being sarcastic? I'm, it seems no, upper to me. The, there are psychedelics that are uppers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Although, dude, do you get sleepy at first? No. The only other person I've talked to that gets sleepy at first also gets sleepy from cocaine. Huh. And yeah, I think I don't. There's something going on there. He's a, a bro science guy, so we have a lot of theories about it. But uh, what the fuck were we talking about, dude? I don't know. Oh, you got fired from the law firm. Yeah, that's true. But I do want to close the loop on casual cocaine use. Uh-huh. I feel like I advocate for casual use of a lot of drugs that I actually don't use at all. And opiates don't, being the big one. Yeah, dude. I don't think anyone should use opiates casually. I don't think uh, they should or use cocaine. It at all. I well, I mean, I'm not ready to be categorical, but yeah, you know, I mean, certainly seems uh, like the pendulum went the wrong way. There's a there's a mountain goat song uh, that I treat as a real life philosophy about. uh, Like the chorus is just stay alive. Okay, and so it's more or less being like you know all those things that people told you not to do. If you need to do them for you to like not kill yourself, then just do them. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. that. The only thing I would say is... And so under those circumstances, do all the heroin you want. But there may come a time, but, if anyone hears this and is like, okay, I should do heroin then, that may be the right move right now. But... Hopefully th- that's not the situation you're in. Well, what I'm saying is, dude, this is important to hear. If you do think that might apply to you for any substance or whatever, there may come a time when you feel yourself being torn or even like torn apart because the part of you that has learned that heroin solves the problem you're trying to solve is grappling with the part of you that is learning that under the new facts of your life, you're going to have to adjust that. And I would just say, don't let the permission that you give yourself to get, to use something to get through become like a sentence to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You, should, you should listen to the part of you that says, put it aside when that happens also. Like it's, you're going to have two parts of you for a while and you have to balance between them, but it's, it's hard, but worth doing. That's all. But, uh, Dude, our cocaine is fucking insane and casual. I would intend to believe. But dude, so now I, I see people that aren't big drug people, dude, that like you would, ne- they're not like party people, but like they'll be at a party and they'll fucking just start doing cocaine, dude. Like I, in like the last, like Never maybe five that. years, dude, like people like where you would be excited if they took a hit off a joint. Like even in college, it would be like they got really crazy. They took a couple of hits off a joint, you know. I can't help but I I don't know how to process this information except to doubt it, dude. I'm t- it's like I'm it's bringing one of those it up. facts that's just so hard to assimilate into my previous knowledge. I don't feel like I have another path except to say that I I don't know. I don't know either, man. I mean, I'm bringing it up to process through it because I think it's like a major sea change, like uh, probably ill advised. I fully agree. I haven't. Yeah, I agree. Those people should respect its power more. I think so. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I see how it helps you after you've been drinking for a while, though. Like that was the first time. Like I started to pick up on it, 
And I, I kind of have a working hypothesis. I mean, I'm sure it's got plenty of benefits. Yeah, well, I think it's like as we get it's older. The, the downsides are greater. Like guys can't drink all night like they used to. So the cocaine is more helpful than like when you try were 22. Try That's insane, dude. That's wild, dude. You try getting a good night's sleep and not staying out drinking all No. Uh, that's what I want to say. What do you think I'm talking about? Smelling salts, dude. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's insane, dude. That's, that's barbaric. Like 15 minutes. I mean, I don't even know what it does to You're you. You're not going to be like wired forever. You can still get a good night of sleep. Yeah, it I guess. It picks you up. But does it like, are, will yeah. you do one right now? I'm Give not doing I definitely am not doing that. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't do feel tired. <clears throat> does it also like make you feel good? No. Because cocaine makes you feel good. Yeah, no, I understand that. that. Like, that's my understanding. I, I, I'm aware there are differences between cocaine and ammonia. So I, oh, that's what the salts are? Yeah, it's okay, just okay. ammonia. I think the cocaine also like... As you get older, it gets more pronounced. I think alcohol, really, the euphoric effect is really only in the first hour. And then it becomes a depressant. And so I think that, that hits you harder as you get older. And so the cocaine, again, like becomes more of a needed accompaniment. But it's just like, dude, put the alcohol down. I yeah. think it's like if you need help to drink as much as you used to, just you should drink less. Yeah. But easy for me to say, dude, you know? Very true. I mean... I don't know, but all I'm saying is it's funny to see guys who you aren't, don't think of as drug guys who are like fucking, you know, financial, and I guess financial analysts, you do think of them, but not like a cool Dude. one. Like, you know, one who's like, the spreadsheets are in order. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just being like, doing a line and being like, literally, this is a sentence I heard, like, I was like, what's it like, dude? Because uh, I like asking non-drug people to like, when they do drugs, to talk about it. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. No, I think my most interesting, like the first time, I mean, I after I got out of Excel, uh, you know, they, I believed them whenever they said I'd be dead if I tried it again. Yeah. Uh, so I was 28 whenever I used marijuana again. I know we've talked about this many times. I, I'm sure the same surprised expression crosses my the exact face. one. <laughs> 28. Yeah. God damn, dude. Uh, so wait, so you smoked pot at 14. Uh huh. Did you go to Excel at 14 or 15? 14. 14. I had, like, I had a month before I turned 15. So you went 14 more years. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, I, I get I know we've talked about this, <laughs> but 14 more years. Wow. I mean, you know, I feel like it's, uh, I th that to me is almost sort of the central question that anyone should be interested in here. What occurred so oh, that someone who enjoyed marijuana at 14, <laughs> uh, it never was dissuaded from it. Like, it's not like they made me think that I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Like I, I always was like, that feeling was dope. Like yeah. at no point felt had a different opinion, yeah. Uh, but definitely. they were just like they they convinced me that I needed to not do it. That it, I like that it was really important. Yeah. And how does one convince a person of something so strongly that I mean you know it was fourteen years without it, but uh, what at least ten of those I wasn't around them. I was about to say. To be fair, four of them were at Excel, but that is another way of saying 10 of them were not. A full decade yeah, more after than, the last more time I double. talked to these people, I was still making decisions more or less based off of the things that yeah, they told me. More than double your time at Excel Despite in the past. not liking them, you know, like I, yeah, by that point, true. if you'd asked me, like, did they get anything right? I've been like, fuck no. But and then eventually at some point I was like, well, if they're wrong about everything, 
Yeah. I'm like, maybe pot's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm curious, like, so, because I maybe I've heard this too, but I don't remember it. Like, I mean, it's a good story. We should put on it if you're asking what I think you're asking. Like, yeah, what drove you to first smoke pot? Like, so, or to second time smoke pot, I guess. So, I mean, you know, there's there was no, like, sing, I mean, there was a single thing, but like like with anything, it doesn't fully capture right. the processes yeah, that are yeah, occurring. Yeah, yeah. It's just over time, I'm having that thought. The one I just described of like, you know, these people don't know anything. You're not paying attention to any part of the advice that they gave you. Uh, you liked using marijuana. Yeah. I had some amount of, until I was where I wanted to be in my career, uh-huh. I didn't want like any drag. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I wanted to know that like this was like I gave it everything I got. Um, Such a difficult balance if overwork is a similar like drug though you know what i mean like because i feel like the radio is similarly demanding like it's a totalitarian culture in many ways yeah like i know you had the job where you'd only had to come in at five which does sound sick but it does seem like you have there's not very many casual people who last long in the business like you gotta fucking be about it yeah uh no and i was and i and i and i wondered if doing drugs much would have like detracted from that so i didn't want to find out i drank a lot but i didn't smoke pot at all like i'm trying to remember how many years i'd been into the i smoked pot in law school and then uh i knew a guy who actually for all the hullabaloo about going to rice went i was at rice and uh Maybe I shouldn't say it. It's whatever. Shout out, dude. I know you're listening. I mean, he'll hear it eventually. <laughs> he'll enjoy it. Uh, but he had to like some back and forth with the bar. It's all good. Like he got licensed, but it was enough. Basically, he got caught smoking pot at college. And when you go to law school, you basically have to tell them anything you've ever done, which made me so fucking nervous because sure. they, they want to know because they won't admit you if you're like, I fucking am a serial killer or whatever, you know, because they don't, you can't past the character and fitness part of the bar mm-hmm. um and they want to help you because most of the stuff is manageable if you manage to get it together enough to get into law school uh it's a very open issue about like how they deal with mental health and substance abuse issues and as someone who struggled with both dude i get it like both sides because it's like you're that's why i stopped practicing after i got fired it wasn't because clients didn't want me and I never got fired for being mentally ill. That was the, you know, I think we got derailed. That was the category I'm referring to. I was very clearly like going through a crisis uh, that was manifesting in symptoms that were obvious enough for people to talk about them to me, but no one was ever like, you should stop doing legal work. I was the one to be like, it's time to take a break, like from doing legal work post getting fired. Cause I had to like tell my clients, like, I can't do your work. Uh, which was rewarding for them to want me to still do it, I'll but bet. yeah, not cool. like. But it wasn't the move because you are responsible for people's lives. So a, a lot of like mental health advocates are like, dude, lawyers won't disclose things. They're disproportionately like prone to commit suicide and like you know do too many drugs and drink too much. Uh, all of which I get. So like, I that's one of the reasons I talk about this stuff openly. Uh, but at the same time, another reason is like, I don't want your legal work if you don't know how I am because you're not making an informed decision, you know? And again, I'm not a licensed lawyer right now anyway, but like a rando, I would be like, yo, 
you need to listen to my podcast <laughs> like before you know what i mean like just because it's like what an off-putting answer <laughs> yeah dude but it's like <laughs> there's a lot of you know but the clients that liked me actually did like that like it's a i have a different way of looking at things i'm comfortable with unorthodox solutions uh i'm not really precious about a lot of sensitive stuff that in the employment context you know is coming up so i think i was good at it but it's like you need to know also as i like think ahead i have to have it set up so that people can't email me 24 7 and expect responses and stuff like it's just i'll go crazy again so they need to know that too where it's like if you need a guy who the thing you need help with is like you might need me at midnight regularly like i'll i'll give you a referral it's not going to be me uh i'm happy to go over the next morning at 10 a.m like what, whatever y'all talked about uh, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. I can't live like that anymore. So, but that's what I used to do. So to the point about like, uh, avoiding cannabis at the beginning of the career, I remember like eventually when I started smoking, uh, weed more and basically like stopped drinking without trying to and lost a bunch of weight, was happier. Everyone in my life was like commenting on it, asking me like what was different, not the way they did <laughs> like right before I got fired. Uh, and, but at the same time, I was much less productive. And I would just like, it was no longer important to me to like work for 18 hours a day. And, but I struggled with it, I think, because our culture and certainly the legal culture is like a, a bad example of this. You know, my, my first employer was, I think, I almost do want to say their name because I have nothing but good things to say about them, as you know. Uh, but so I don't mean to like tar them with the brush. As a culture, the profession has a lot of problems. Uh, so I would be like beating myself up and being like, is this cause I'm smoking pot? Is that why I'm like not as good as a lawyer? Even as like my advice was better. Like I was better at looking at big picture stuff. I was happier. I got along with people better, but like the numbers weren't as high as they used to be. And that was enough. Even now I'm like, am I selling myself short? But then it's like, I don't know. There's more to life. And when you talk about like, you have to hit your highest potential. It's like, who's to say, I refuse to believe my highest potential is an overworked asshole who yells at his loved ones, like, because he's stressed out all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah, no, like, I good. don't care what the numbers look like. Good perspective. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Dude, I feel like I've started like 50 threads in this. Well, we were talking about why I uh, returned to marijuana smoking yeah, after dude. 14 years. Fucking. So, uh, you know, I had that whole thing of like, I don't want to do it. Like, that is at least something I would tell myself, you know, who knows? why we actually do anything right i fully yes it's all speculation dude yeah but yeah, i agree the, you know the formal thing that i would verbalize to other people when asked about it was uh, i have a goal here it's to host the show uh i have not done that yet so like i will continue to keep my you know nose to the grindstone whoa and, like okay. we can talk then whoa and then yeah, so i admire that i did achieve the goal Kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was hired to be a program director at a sports radio station in Pensacola, Florida, Market yeah. 144. Yeah. Is this the first time we've talked about this? I think so. I don't wow. know. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, you um, should tell. That's like part of TC Lord, dude. This I mean, it's, you know, it's two months, but uh, it was a great two months. I it, feel like it meant a lot to me. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, if it, in like a TV show about your life, I'm trying to think of like what's the analogy. It may just be like when Urkel went to Disney World. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, in terms I of haven't seen that. how many episodes it gets, uh-huh. but it's like it looms large to me. Like there's a lot going on there. Yeah, you know, you know I've mean? had many more two month periods that were considerably more boring. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Most of them. And I don't mean to say you're an Urkel-like character, dude. I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Yeah, maybe more. Eddie Winslow also went to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, uh, I, I got hired <coughs> to uh, be the program director of a sports station in Pensacola. Um, I uh, hosted a, a daily talk show. I was there for two months. The first month, I was just kind of getting acclimated. At the end of that first month, we launched the show. And so for... One month, okay. I did a daily daily talk show. It's like the um, Dana Carvey show of radio yeah. talk shows. I, I have all, I not all of them because sometimes the recording equipment would be fucked up because it's a station in Pensacola. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have most of them. If anyone's nice. interested, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whenever I got fired, like I put them like I one of the tweets and like the I'm fired tweet thread. Uh, yes, that's right. I was dramatic enough to make an I'm fired tweet thread, dude. If I had had more than five Twitter followers, I would have done it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of them was like, you know, did it, did I, was I so bad? Did I suck so bad that they had to get me out of there? Here you go. Judge nice. for yourself. Uh, dude, I'm surprised you did that. That's I mean, a, it's because I feel like if you listen, the answer is no. I'm sure know? the answer is no. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, I made Jimbo Fisher laugh. I feel good about that. Who's He's Jimbo the Fisher? head coach of Florida State at the time. Now okay. at A&M. Okay. One national title. Okay. Respect. Um. But, uh, oh, it, it was, we had two big interviews to loom large in my mind, at least. Uh, it was him and then also uh, a man that you may know, John Schnatter. Whoa, Papa Jay? Yes. Oh, I know I've heard this one, but I never tire of hearing that, dude. <laughs> That's, dude, again, you can tell I'm not faking this reaction. I'm just remembering, like, uh, knowing this. We, uh, we so did. So sick, dude. We did the show, so... Pensacola is home to the double uh, A team for the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. The Pensacola you know, Blue Wahoos. Just real quick interruption. Until you started right now, it never occurred to me to even question why he was in Pensacola. Like, I was just like, Papa John would, his life is regularly taking him to Pensacola, like, it is. one way or another. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he just, was just checking on the franchises. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But uh, I don't remember. I mean, I. You know, like we were closely aligned with the Blue Wahoos organization. Okay. Because they're the only professional team anywhere in, near in, Pensacola, Florida. What's the nickname for Is it P? I was about to say P Cola, dude. It, the only, the only that sounds game good. In town. I don't know. I don't, I haven't heard a lot of people refer to it. Okay. They usually say Pensacola. I mean, Florabama. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've, Florabama Shore on MTV. I, would I mean, love I've been to the bar. Dude, if I could Dr. Drew out with the cast. Have you seen the show, Floribama Shore? No, I, I would like to because it's I've been to the good, bar. Dude. There's a bar called Floribama? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's on the line. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. That it's makes tight. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I plan to go back this summer. Okay. We got, a, we got a family trip to Gulf Shores planned. Very cool, dude. Yeah. Dude, I think I've told you this, but a kid we've mentioned. I need to see post-COVID Floribama. I don't think that they were taking restrictions super seriously, but now that they're off entirely, I know, dude. I I know what it's like. I was so excited because there is a currently airing season of Floribama. Yeah. And so I was like, 
Is the show good? Should I watch it? I I actually don't recommend it to you. Uh I do like it, but I don't know enough about how you like reality TV. I mean, I like most... Like, I... I make very little time in my life for it. Yeah. Every time I, I watch a make show, time for it. I think it's great. Like I wouldn't make time for it, but I like, when I watch it, I love it. I think it's the only reality show currently on my roster where like a new season comes out and I'm like, ooh, like because a lot of it is like Real Housewives of Dallas. I don't really care, but that one I'm willing to have on. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is a new one ooh, that is pretty good. I can imagine that's complex. Yeah, dude, it's fucking buck, dude. There's this one girl who is that was married. That's a good choice. Yeah, dude. Well, a lot of them are Mormon, but not all of them. I would hope but not. But some of the ones that are not Mormon are just, the I would weirdest. just like that that mix, you know? Yeah, dude. Well, the Mormon ones are kind of lame, honestly. They're like stuck hmm. as like 17 year old girls who like still want to rebel by like drinking alcohol and kissing a boy like that's still like they get giggly about it which is kind of cute to see but at the same time i'm trying to be entertained here uh <laughs> you know what i'm saying but uh, like yeah. dude that one of the women uh had to her grandmother founded like p- other people have called it a cult but like it's like an offshoot i don't think of mormonism okay um but maybe jehovah's witnesses or something pentecostal yeah, okay. Um, but so the the grandmother was like the matriarch of this religion, and she died. And in her will, plus like just the way she arranged things, she basically hit up her granddaughter and was like, yo, I'm going to need you to marry my husband, your step-grandfather. Not, it wasn't her real grandfather, but it, it was her like a guy who filled a grandfather role for her like her step-grandfather. And she was like, yo, I talked to God. Like, I have a lot of questions. The church demands it, dude, to like secure the legacy. Is he on the, the show? He, yeah. I mean, he shows up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, my God. They're open about it, dude. They Ooh. lead a mega church together. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's like a mega, but it's a, like they film, I think, the services. Yeah, dude. She's nuts, though. But I mean, she's obviously a huh. heavily traumatized woman, dude. Yeah. So she like breaks down a lot. Like she's like this very small black woman. uh, And she like, is like her clothes are always like super beautiful. Like all of these women on these shows, I guess are that way. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's a real contrast because occasionally you can tell they're hitting on her emotional issues. Cause she's like very positive and like, I don't know, just her clothes are always like super on point. Like she's the best dressed, I think of the housewives. I don't think all the other housewives would agree with that. I mean, of the Salt Lake ones. But I like her vibe a lot. It's like a very like, ple- like happy. It's like a lot of bright colors. And so, but when they start hitting around the issues, dude, I'm like, this is messed up. Like y'all should turn. Like this is a damaged person. She's like so sad in her core. Uh, that's why I bring up the clothes because it's like, yeah, how would it, you not? It be, really dude? puts it in relief. How would you not be? I know. Well, it's just it's some shit Jamie would do. Yeah. To be like from beyond the grave, I must control the lives of everyone in my orbit. Yeah. Like that's how important control. Clearly, her grandmother did not put a ton of thought or God when he told her grandmother. I mean, his ways are beyond me. But I suspect grandma convinced herself of this. I doubt God actually wanted this. Uh, and so it is nuts for like some of the women on the show. They're like, I don't know about you. I bet I do know about you. <laughs> I do see it. What? Like, there's part of me that's like just so intensely terrified, 
terrified is like not even a big enough word. There aren't big enough words of being insignificant that it's like whatever we got to do to prove significance. And like certainly like wrecking the life of my granddaughter by making her marry my dad or, you know, like Small my ex-husband. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, well, certainly if you can, I mean, you, like it's not even the price to pay. It's like, that's the thing. And you can also convince yourself that it's virtuous. Like, especially yes. if you're, leading, I don't care about that. Well, but know, if you're leading like, a cult, I think that's like a, a ability that cult leadership selects for is mm-hmm. like the ability to not be cognitively dissonant as yeah. much as other people. Yeah. So I really do believe she probably, Probably was like, dude, this is what God wants. It, it, as it happens, I'm, I also love it. Uh, but so like that has very little to do with Mormonism, but it's fucking freaky as shit. Um, and then there's like some ex-Mormons and then some who are more like moderate or married into it. I don't know. The Dallas lady, did you hear about her, dude? There's been a lot of scandals with the Dallas housewives. One got kicked off for using a racially inflammatory term. I have half heard about that. And she was insane, dude. I mean, she was accusing another guy, another lady's husband of getting his dick sucked at a place called The Roundup, uh, which I don't know even what it is. I'm assuming it's here and it's a bar. I know about The Roundup. Really? What is it, dude? Because the saying became a saying in my house uh, because she was like super drunk and she was like, He's getting his dick sucked by the boys out there. You know, they bleeped out dick suck. Mm-hmm. But it was like she said it in very like Nana voice. So it's super fun to say around This is the, the kind of thing I don't want to get wrong, so I'm looking it up. But I I'm pretty sure it's uh the like one of the premier Cedar Springs. Is that um what they call the the gayberhood? Correct. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next, yeah. next to a burger place called Hunkies. Hunky, dude, I've been so to Hunkies, dude. I, well, yeah, of course. It's the fucking best. I eat there they all the time. They have a Hunkies in Oak Cliff. They do. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, eat yeah, that. yeah. That's the one I eat. Hunkies is Whenever good I was shit, on dude. the uh, Griggs campaign, Scott Griggs is a former mayoral candidate in Dallas. I worked yeah. on his, uh, the staff of his campaign, and it was the headquarters were in Oak Cliff. He was the rep pro Cliff. Uh, and so, yeah. And all of his campaign staff were hunky ass guys like TC. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, you know, definitely, I mean, going from the ticket to that, going from the ticket to anywhere, uh, it feels like a pretty extreme change in the male to female makeup. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. one, it, it felt, it was, you the know. Politics? Is it mostly women in politics? Yeah, I think. Huh. Interesting. Or at least it's one of those situations where if it's 50, 50, then it feels it's like, like mostly more than two. like it's an overwhelming. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the ticket, we're very comfortable. Yeah. It's like, being like, Whoa, you guys have plural of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, Holy shit. We have the girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. That's pretty funny. Dude. Um, but yeah, so you know how, like I've tried, uh, dieting twice in my life. Exactly. Okay. Really? Um, Dude, I'm not flattering you. I was going to say, I think you lost some weight recently. I don't think that's true. Really? Maybe it's just your outfit, the spring weather. I hey, don't thank know. you. But, okay. I'm not um, going to belabor the point, but. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, and, like, I'm just, th- I'm trying to make it an analogy here. Okay. Where, uh, you know, you're, you got, like, a vacation coming up. And you're like, man, if I can hit this many pounds lost by the time this vacation starts, right? Then like I'm just gonna eat normal on vacation. Okay, sure, yeah. And then like you get there and you're like a pound and a half short, and you're like, I'm going on the vacation. Obviously, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shoot for the moon, land among the stars. So I had this thing in my head of like, I'm only going to smoke pot. Like I'm only going to consider the question 
after I've uh, mm. like reached this plateau. Got it. And so like by the time I smoked pot, I had been fired in Pensacola for okay. many months. Okay, okay. But I was like... A little delayed causation. You know, I mean, technically I made it. Like, it's true. It who, is true. You know, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I did a show. Okay. Uh, so that was the reason you came up with yourself that time. A little bit. And then the other thing that was going on, and, you know, I mean, like, I can tell that my marijuana use put a lot of distress on my parents. The right. Excel program was pretty focused on making me feel guilt about that. And I did feel some. I still struggle with it, dude. Yeah. I still I call it dare brain. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I feel like we're like the same way like a fucking, I don't fucking know, a Jehovah's Witness, no matter what, if you left, or a Christian scientist maybe is more direct. I don't want to get the details wrong about what the rules are in these religions. But my, right, Christian scientists, my understanding, generally not fucking with tradition, like Western medicine. That's how, that's my understanding. So I feel like if you grew up where the people who you're biologically imprinted on to be like, they tell me how the world works and they tell you that like God will kill you if you take an Advil, you might end up taking Advil like in your twenties or whatever, mm -hmm. but you're always going to be like, is God mad at me? Yeah. Like, you know, and I kind of feel like in the godless state. I mean, the, at this point I feel everything's pretty smooth. Well, I don't think God's mad at me, dude. Obviously, I don't think God's I, mad cannabis at me. is entheogenic to me, but yeah. the fucking... I realize I'm throwing that word around. I, we've talked about it, but I don't, I don't think, think so. Really? I uh, don't know what envy... I mean, you've gone on about your uh, uses of cannabis thing. I know, but entheogenic seems... is a new, a new term. Okay. It's not in Gabor Mate's five ways. Okay. That's my contribution to the field. Okay. Is the sixth way. <laughs> you made up a word. No, no, it's a real word, dude. I mean, there are books about using cannabis this way, but Gabor has not. To, I can never he hasn't remember. Read those yet. Because I use it so many of the five ways, I can never remember all of the five ways. Uh -huh. But I'm pretty sure there's room for a sixth way. It just, uh, uh, it's like, it's not quite fair to say it's a fancier way of saying like it's a spiritual use, but like the word breaks down to like it, it tends to draw out the God within you. So it's like it, it makes you have a spiritual experience with yourself, I guess, is a, a way of saying it. Planning thing. Can we do like a, another hour and just do one episode this week? Yeah, that's fine with me. That I works mean, okay? I don't know how much inside baseball you want to do on the air. If what? that works for you, given everything... Yeah. With your jet setting lifestyle. That's fine. It's fine with me, dude. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 You want to just. Maybe so 90 we, more minutes. Well, dude, I do want to take a break, though. I need a water. Oh, you want to take a break? Well, let's call this an episode and let's come well, back and do one that's not two hours. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right.